Roll that beautiful footage. That is when I saw him. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Big oh, hold, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution? Every pull. No, no, sit down. And I thought to myself then, there is one who I could follow. There is one I could call king. There he is, Mark Wayne Mullen. And that's what I felt like when I saw the Mark Wayne Mullen video where he wanted to beat up the union guy. Took the ring off. Let's start the show. (laughs) Hunter can't hear this. Oh, yeah, Ben can't hear it. Yeah, it'd be great to have sound on or stuff like that. We're excited tonight, everybody. Just... The whole episode is not going to be about Mark Wayne Mullen basically being Thorn Oakenshield, who I have, the Hobbit. I have pledged my sword to Mark Wayne Mullen, and if he would like to, uh, you know, if Mark Wayne Mullen would like the cane of Preston Brooks to beat the living shit out of that guy, I'll go get it. I'll go do a National Treasure movie. We'll steal it. I'll get Nicolas Cage. He can come, bring that hot blonde chick. We'll steal Preston Brooks's cane. Then he can beat that guy up. You don't even know what that's about, do you? National. Oh, I was a STEM major. I don't know about Preston Brooks. No, the blonde chick from National. Yeah, Church she's. Trash. Preston she's Brooks hot. beat up another senator with his cane yeah. over a slavery I'm, issue. Over a slavery. It wasn't over slavery. Though, see, this is what they told you in your stupid school class was that that was about slavery. It wasn't, and I'll tell you what it was about here in a second. But first. Welcome to another episode of the Capital Podcast. We have a guest this week. We have a actual real doctor. A learned doctor. Oh, hello. Doctor. <laughs> a learned doctor, a member of the Engelman clan, my cousin, Luke Engelman. And go ahead and tell the people from whence you come. As I always say, I grew up in a small town in western Oklahoma, but I guess compared to Beaver, it's a pretty big town. We can call um, it small. It has here, a college. You yeah, know, it relatively, it's relatively it, small. Yeah. I used to always to, tell everybody the great thing about Weatherford is it's like just small enough to be small town, but just big enough that you have a Walmart. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So yeah, I grew up in Weatherford, um, spent kindergarten through 12th grade there. I went to undergrad at OU and then medical school at OU as well. Um, met my wife while we were in medical school there and decided to move up to Kansas City to do residency at Children's Mercy Hospital. So I'm a pediatrician with the ultimate goal of moving back to Oklahoma as soon as with, uh, we were done with residency, but we really liked it in Kansas City. And we had our daughter towards the end of residency, so we decided <laughs> to like, hey, move over a little to bit. stand out, uh, park our butts in Kansas City and, and stay there. So The big KC. That's right. Are you on the good side of the back? And side? your your wife is also a doctor. She is a so you are a house of learned, learned doctors. doctors. <laughs> she she is a doctor. She doesn't like it when I say it, but she is a physician associate. I believe is her official title. But say Carter, our daughter thinks uh, that we're both doctors, um, which I agree with her. So, so technically, 
is what you were saying. That was a little underhanded. No. I hope she listens to the episode. No. <laughs> I wish she's she came, not but... as doctor as I am. He says. No, I I think that she is. Carter always thinks that she is not, but I, oh, I think that she is. Yeah, she is. Yes, I agree. Oh, so yeah, your you know I've talked to you both a little bit, and, and if it came to anything that wasn't about kids, like she had the answer. Oh yeah, if it's about kids, like I feel comfortable ask me. But if it's like, hey, this has been going on, and I'm. 30, 40, 50 plus. You're just like, ask, you're going to die, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not me. I don't know. <laughs> well, keeping with the theme of the last few episodes, and I don't want people to get like the wrong idea. We're talking about preparedness, but I'm not necessarily talking about, hey, it's going to be the end of the world. Yes, I wrote three books that were about the end of the world, and you should go on Amazon and buy them. Fiction. Yeah, they are fiction books as all the greatest works of writing of all time have been fiction books, but we can talk about that later. I brought Luke on because I want Luke to tell us about things parents need to know to be a little bit more prepared for being parents of babies and toddlers. Because I'll tell you what, when I left the hospital with my first one, it was like, Oh, they're just going to, they're just going to give me this kid and <laughs> tell me to hit the road, huh? And a lot of people find themselves in that scenario. But also on the preparedness side, like a lot of people have the idea like, well, I'll just, you know, if something goes wrong, I'm just going to run to the hospital, to the ER. Like, I, that's what I can do. If you live out here in Beaver, Oklahoma, or in some other kind of rural area, sometimes you live a ways from a doctor, number one, sometimes it's Sunday night and your child is projectile vomiting <laughs> like the exorcist and there's nothing open except the ER, you know? So it's good, I think, for parents to learn a little bit about, hey, these are the things you can know that will at least make you a little more confident as a parent of a newborn or a toddler. Absolutely. Like I said, and when you texted me about this topic, I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. Um, so I went through and I kind of wrote down some bullet point things and we can get to some of them, all of them. Um, but I, I kind of thought from the perspective of like, hey, this is my first baby. What kind of stuff do I need to know that would be helpful? Um, yeah. And so I always try to lead off like, so in my practice, I go and see the babies in the hospital, like the day they're born, the day after they're born, and just kind of like give a rundown to the families that I see. So Usually the first thing I tell a lot of my families is like, there's a lot of different ways to be a parent. Um, if anyone tells you like, hey, there's one way that you have to do every single thing, they're probably wrong. Um, so don't listen to that. Like there's a lot of different ways you can do it and still still be a good parent. Um, it's honestly kind of hard to mess up kids unless you try to mess them up. Like kids are pretty resilient in, in general. Um, and so just the fact that people are like, asking questions like seeking out answers that probably means you're on a good track to to be a good parent so like at like church I, today when mine was like saw the preacher she's like hey is that god <laughs> yeah that's, that's right <laughs> so, so i say like give yourself some grace like you're gonna have a lot of things that pop up honestly i tell people probably the things that you're most stressed about the thing that you're most worried about in the big grand scheme of things probably won't matter a whole bunch um so just like i said try your best to be a good parent and you're and you're probably going to get there so worrying if You're they're going to vote Republican or Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yes. Yes. Put that out of your mind. Just focus, focus on your child. Focus on the child. 
I said, because I always get like, said, there's a ton of questions that parents will ask me when I show up in the newborn hospital, like, oh, like what clothes should we have them in when we're sleeping? Like what temperature th should our thermostat be at home? Like a lot of stuff. Like, 69. On honestly, guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 69 is a nice temperature. <laughs> nice. Um, but like whatever you guys are comfortable in, like your baby is probably going to be comfortable in. Like they're, they're a human, you're a human, like they're probably going to be just, just fine. So they're tougher than I thought they were when I saw the very, doctor. Very, very resilient. The doctor like I said, was people, whooping that kid around like crazy. Especially when my, fir my first time dads are like when like they're changing a diaper, um, they're up like on the scale trying to change their diaper. And it's like, it's taken them two minutes to try to get the kid's diaper off. It's like, guys, like just, just grab, us, grab, grab both of their legs, like with your hands, up. raise their butt up in the air and put the <laughs> diaper underneath there. Like it's going to take you like 15 seconds. You're going to get really good at it. But yeah, you can't, you can't be honestly too rough with them. They don't uh, respond well to shaking. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what? what they told me, you don't want to don't shake them too hard, but um, you can be um, said. But you can pick them up by their feet and swing them around. As long as you love them and you can kind of play with them, then, then they're going to be okay. Um, so these were single dads? <laughs> right, single dads in the hospital. Isn't, isn't the wife, the, the mother, she, supposed to be changing the diaper? Oh no! So the, no, mo she's the mom's on in the, the bed. bed. She's recovering. Yeah. The, da yeah. the dad, dad's the on diaper duty. Diaper change is gonna be you, homie. Yeah, dad's on diaper duty, and uh, oh, I guess this is first one right off the bat. The uh, honestly, the poops for the first like three or four days, super black, gonna sticky, be weird, poop, really hard tar. to get off. Just like Basically scrub it tar. as hard as you can. And um, there, the good news is. <laughs> The, the good news is there's no bacteria in those first couple poops because they're not getting a lot of calories in, so it doesn't stink, but it's really hard to clean off. Yeah, well, it is tarish. I yeah, remember that. Yeah, black, sticky poop. Honestly, that's the big thing that we look for is like after three or four days, the poop switched from the black, sticky tar to like a yellow seedy. Like it almost has like little seeds in it, and that's a good sign that, hey, the baby's getting calories down, and we're probably on a good track. What are the, what are the seeds? Calorie seeds. That's a, that's a fantastic question. <laughs> I have no idea. A modern medical mystery. <laughs> Man, Just give that calorie seeds. <laughs> a little flex of breast <clears throat> milk. But uh, but yeah. So usually, like once that starts happening, you're in a good track. I guess my kind of in the back of my head. Yeah, I you're always... about to have a baby. What do you think? Oh, yeah, about Just, yeah. Let's just do a Q and A with. <laughs> well, my main deal is I I don't worry as much as I I feel like I'll probably like you know a week in advance. It's like, well, I, I had this conversation with Dylan, and he was like, you know, I didn't really think about it too much until it was the week of, and it was like, if she dies, I'm going to be by myself, and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's... And that, yeah, not that to me that. is kind of scary, but at the same time, you know, they're, they've been raising babies for a long time, and babies have been out in covered wagons, in Viking longboats, like... Yeah. They're going to be in a pretty nice little climate-controlled house. Granted, the infant mortality rate was a little higher, but... <laughs> well, and I that's mean, what I was going to say. Is it's it's kind of hard to mess it up at the beginning. Like I said, as long as, like... Don't you're, shake you're, them. You're trying don't your best. Shake you, them. Don't, you don't. You don't. Do not shake them. Like said, they don't feed, move. That's feed the Feed them regularly. Thing. Like I said, you're, you're going you're gonna to be okay. Um, so the big things that I always kind of talk about at the newborn hospital when I see them are, like, the, the ABCs of sleep, which, like I said... Generally, people agree with it. Some people probably won't, but like I said, they always say like ABC. So A is stands for alone. So you like wherever they're sleeping, you kind of want to be in their own room by themselves. Like I said, 
like whether it's a bassinet or a crib or I those kind of things. <laughs> you want to put them on their back, so you don't want to put yeah. them on their belly. So back's the safest place to be. And then um, C's for crib. So like I said, whether it's a crib, whether it's a bassinet, you kind of want them to be in their own kind of certain space to where they don't have a lot of like stuffed animals or pillows or bumpers on the things. So there. just so that's the safest place. I want to throw an S so. in there. Swaddle them. Oh, so I have that. So I always tell people like there's five S's for infants as ah, well. Ah, okay. So, um, people always ask me, like, oh, like, they're crying their head off. Like, what can I do? So there's five S's. Suck it up. Too. So su- <laughs> sucking is one of them. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so swaddle. Swaddle's the best one. So, like, hey, like, there's a million different brands and kinds of swaddle. So you just need to find one. It's like some babies love their hands down, wrapped super tight. Some babies like their hands up, wrapped loose. It's just kind of a, a trial and error for, for whatever. I wrap mine up like baby. a burrito. So, like at a Taco Bell, you the, see those people professionally wrap one up. I got that good. Burrito is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, swaddles one. Um, sucking actually is is the other one. So whether it's like, hey, we're going to do a breastfeeding attempt or whether we give them a pacifier or those kind of things, sucking is a good way to calm a, a kind of fussy baby. Shushing is the, probably the most common one that people know of. Um, the one thing people don't know is you have to do it a lot louder than what you think you do. So if the baby's like screaming their heads off and you're just kind of like, yeah, you gotta. They shush. can't hear it, so you have to like literally get down in their ear and like be louder yeah. than they. Think are about that mean so. like uh, librarian you had in middle school. That's what you want to be shushing at. Yeah, so you really have to sc- shush louder than they're screaming uh. for them. And then like the other two kind of go together is like side hold. So you kind of like hold them on their side. They tend to like that, and then kind of a swaying motion back and forth. So whether it's like. Swain Carter, our daughter that's five now, was like the, when we did squats. So I guess that would be another S. She's only five? She's five, yeah. Five, really, really smart. Extremely. But, uh, she is very smart. I thought she was like at least seven. Yeah, she, she had a lot five. of fun on the horse. <laughs> wow. She's, really, she's five. So she always liked it when we did squats whenever we held her. So Hey, and that's a good way to kind of get yourself good, in shape. Good workout, too, because after you have kids, Keep, you yeah, got to hard carve out time to, to yeah. stay in shape. Keep that up, too. Like once they get to mine's, like mine weighs like 45 pounds now. <laughs> I put her on my shoulders and I do squats with her on my shoulders. It's a good little workout. <laughs> That's good. She loves it. But yeah. Well, uh, are, you, are I have a question if you're through with your list. Oh yeah. Because oh, no, Hunter go, go intends to have yeah. one sometime. Oh yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to ask. Hunter. So I think uh, a bunch of uh, there's a there's a big movement today to like reject a bunch of like the modern amenities and medicine with birth, and then to go like supernatural and holistic i mean you can see that in a grocery right now, store as soon as it starts your wife wants that epidural <laughs> well <laughs> anyway and all all i'm saying is what is your opinion on like midwives and doulas oh that's gonna be tricky um, what's so, a doula they it's, it's like a like birth a coach man? yeah Almost. like an um, advocate like a midwife yeah. is yeah, that just the same pretty much so. word for a like I said, and honestly, like if you have a midwife, if you have a doula and you want to do like a home birth or a water birth or those kind of things, like, and everything's fine with your pregnancy and nothing gets, nothing's hey, weird. the baby's coming through and the shoulder gets stuck or, oh, actually they're breech and their feet are coming out first. Or like, if everything's normal with the pregnancy, is it going to be fine? Probably. Um, but just the chance of something not being fine during the pregnancy yeah. or even like, hey, everything's fine during the pregnancy, but oh crap, like this happened while we're trying to push this baby out and now we're going to have to like do an emergency C-section then we're going to yep. have to do that. Like I said, just the risk of that is high enough that like, like I said, I'm not modern medicine solves everything kind of doctor, um, but as far as like getting the baby into the world and making sure mom and baby are safe, it's pro- I've, probably the best. I've the pulled best enough thing. calves <laughs> yeah. that 
like, you know, you pull a few calves and you're like, man, it's really would be beneficial if there was a lot of people who knew what they were doing when my wife did this. And I don't, I don't like, I don't hate on people who don't do it. You know what I mean? What happens when you pull a calf and it's breached? Well, I don't think if there ain't somebody really, there to pull that calf, what I don't happens? think you can really compare that because I, I, the, I think it's I think it's remarkably can. similar. Yeah. Well, what happens well, if the, the calf breaks? The life of the mother is, is much about? less important. The life of the mother cow? Yes. Well, yes, but I'm telling so you about the not, life of the baby. There's not as much stress. There's not as much. I'm telling you right now, if the calf is breached and nobody's there to pull that calf. It's usually going dies. to end in mortality. If yeah. the calf's breach and somebody's there to pull it, that calf might live. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at well, with it. And now here's we're the other thing: in if a People, tree falls in the forest and no yeah. one's around, and, to I, and I and I like I understand. I understand people who are like what Hunter's saying, and people who you know ha- have religious hangups on doctors and stuff. I, I I get that, but I am of the opinion like it's like the guy. You know, in the lifeboat, asking God for help, and a boat comes by, and the guy's like, "No, don't worry about it. God's got me." And then the boat. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was that was the answer. answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was your uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, that's I don't know. I, we were at a time no, when, I'm not, when modern I'm not medicine is amazing, and it can mm-hmm. save your life, and it can save the life can, of your kid I or your wife. I definitely think that you should be trying to have your baby at a hospital where you have the highest. I'm a statistician, like. Statistics are Gay. a lot of what I think about when I do stuff. Your statistics are much higher if you've got a doctor and a team of medical professionals no. there. That being said, I'm not giving my kid that COVID vaccine. And I haven't. <laughs> that's a, honestly, Can't trust everything. We, ha- we haven't either for, for our kids. So I, I'm a little that, worried about it. And that's when it's like, hey, like I'm just reading about it. It's like, and we weren't going to get political. So. <laughs> we don't have to. Yeah, that's probably as far as I need to get. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I will say like the other day, so Alexis is looking at like midwifery and all that stuff. So we went to a midwife. Midwifery? No, for real. That's what it's called. Midwifery. And, and when she first told me that, I said, that's not how you say that. It's a, it's a midwife. That's how it's spelled. But, but we went to the midwife and that's wifery? how she said it. Yeah. That's what I midwifery. thought it was too. Anyway. And I will say, cause I was kind of like, I'm not so sure on this. But like the the midwife was very much like if this is a normal birth and everything's fine we can have it here it'll be great but People if there's any complications and, and if there's anything that looks wrong then we're gonna transfer you to a hospital which is right across the street from yeah. where this yeah. midwife is okay and with that I'm I'm okay that's with that like best I'm saying, of both worlds. yeah if they had yeah. that attitude then that's awesome she even said like if you've been laboring and you've been pushing and just nothing's happening you fought your fight we'll get you to the hospital get you the epidural rest and then you can have that baby did she so look she was like a, a normal type person or did she, she look- was in, she witchy. was in the Navy, and she was very excited to hear okay. that we host shooting right. matches. Hey, bring her out. Is she going to be in the next shoot? <laughs> I doubt it. Her schedule bring is a little wacky, wife. as you can imagine. The, the yeah. Wiffery team? The Wiffery team. Hey, team if the Wifferies want to come, put, they, they can play come. They play wiffle ball on the weekend. <laughs> and that's what, like, if you, can, if you can do that, and they have that attitude, and, like, hey, it makes Alexis, like, more comfortable during the process, then, yeah, go go for it. She's not even huh? pregnant, though, yet. No. <laughs> no. She's a, lot of trying to do she's a planner. Also. Here's to it. <laughs> Congratulations. I didn't have to try for my last one. What a bummer. <laughs> and I just, I looked it up out of out of curiosity here. So right now it's 32.9 deaths per 100,000 live births. So that's mm. pretty. And I looked it up the other day 
And the I infant, I was uh, <laughs> the infant mortality Surrounded rate was one, one to two percent <laughs> in the seventeenth and the eighteenth century. I have to do numbers so, at work, but while that is not a ton today, it's, it is it's pretty good, quite it's a bit better. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. so I do for a very I long time. It was very high. Questions about one percent. Uh, C-section versus versus natural birth. So I don't know if I'm the person for that. That's more the OBGYN. Yeah, he dude, he doesn't do it until the baby's out. Once the baby's out, once the baby's out, that's that's my. You give me that. What what is your cutoff point? When are they no longer your responsibility? Catchers, man. The doctor. (laughs) No, no, no. The doctor catches it, and then it's a handoff. So that's what honestly, like when uh, when Carter was born, the doctor asked me like, "Hey, do you want to like help deliver the baby and catch the baby?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that sounds cool." And I got down there. And was like, I don't remember how to do this. <laughs> and so, like, Jordan, like, sat up and was like, pull the shoulder down, twist, and pull. And it's like, like, she likes it. And I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so Jordan is definitely the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ask, 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 ask Jordan for that. I feel like it was in the middle of something. It's and very she had cool to coach you through. That, like, yeah. I don't think yeah. a lot of, maybe, I don't know, you probably understand this, but, like, it's very cool to be so knowledgeable about something so just inherently important to life and humanity as what you do and what your wife does like i i do you know construction stuff i've done oil field logistics before like it's yeah i have knowledge but it's not knowledge that is like life and death knowledge which i think is a lot it's like a it's like you have a superpower and that's why i think it's cool honestly i never thought of it that way but that that does make it sound yeah it wouldn't like yeah i feel like if you're like being a pediatrician like i feel like Man, I would feel a lot more comfortable if I knew a whole bunch of more stuff than I did having a kid. Yeah. yeah I can't yeah. remember when I called you when she was doing the exorcist in the living room. <laughs> it's like it was a, it's always a Sunday night. Yeah. Like there's no doctor you can call. So I call the cousin and I'm like, hey, man. Yeah, we're just doing... have a cousin that's a doctor. Yeah. It went yeah. across yeah, the room. A, number one cool? recommendation. Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Um, not be, all of you out your there in He's not going to give you standard. his number. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like I said, that is like a lot really reassuring. Like having our own kids, I can be like, hey, like, let me look at you. Let me listen to you. Let me look in your ears, whatever. Save some doctor um, bills. So yeah, we definitely saved a lot of trips to like the pediatrician or ER or urgent yeah. care. Are you, those kind of things. Are you her you actual own? like no, pediatrician? No, 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 So Is that even possible? Do you have so, a pediatrician I guess for it, your child? Yes, we do. Um, and I guess it's possible to do it. It's probably pretty frowned upon just because of like the inherent bias that you would have. Right. Like, like, oh, like either you're way too you're worried fine. about your own kid or like you try Not to brush enough. it off. So, so yeah, so I have a, a practice sense. that I work at. There's like six of us there, so she sees one of the other pediatricians that's that's in the office. So like that episode of SpongeBob like. where it's like, hey, does your mailman have a mailman? Have a mailman? <laughs> a never ending chain <laughs> does of your mailman. Pediatrician have a pediatrician? <laughs> the answer is yes. So yeah, there's probably some pediatricians that will see their own kids, but I would guess it's a pretty rare thing, just really? from a kind of inherent bias. Like I don't want to. Like if something's really wrong with my kid, like I don't want to be the one that calls calls the final shots on kind of what what happens. Well, and then yeah. I mean, you would have to be the one that sleeps with that if yeah, something yeah, ever did like, happen, yeah, and I think that would be a lot. That's why they don't let you do surgery. Like if they if you're a surgeon, then you're not going to do surgery on your like wife or your kid. Yeah, if, you're, or if you're too emotionally involved, it could cause yeah. more issues yeah. than yeah. yeah. But uh, that makes yeah. sense for um, sure. So. Going back to like the preparedness thing, all that's for like new parents. What are some things that like, let's say, you know, let's just go all the way to preparedness zone. 
there's no doctor to go see, and your kid, you know, like something simple, your kid has a fever. Yeah. What do you, what does a parent do in that situation? Like, well, I mean, you don't even have to go to the preparedness zone. You could go more towards you live out instead in the country. of going straight to the emergency room. What can you do for minor stuff when it appears, rather than just freaking out because my kid has a fever? And that's why, right. honestly, like I said, kids are pretty resilient. So usually, like, usually they're going to be be fine. Like, even if you like, you're the worst parent ever, and you don't do anything for them, like, they're they're There's gonna be okay. There's a lot of drug There's addicts. A lot of people yeah. we that see have kids, and say so we have like a it's, a, it's called a walk-in clinic, but it's kind of like an urgent care that's associated with our practice. That like basically everything we see there is like, hey, I've had a, I've had a runny nose for a week, or like a cough for a couple of weeks, or like oh, a fever for a couple of days, and and those kind of things, and. In general, I kind of feel bad seeing those uh, visits because a lot of it's just like, hey, like their lungs sound good, their ears are clear, like there's not a whole bunch that like prescription medicine wise that you really need. They're um, just sick, man. They're just kind of sick. So I say, and, and it's different, like, hey, if it's a, a newborn baby kind of thing versus like a two year old versus like a teenager, obviously. But um, in general, like I said, for the kiddos, so big time, like a fever. So anything that's 100.4 is, is a fever. And anybody, like some people say, oh, like I run cold. And so when I get a temperature of like 99.0, I have a fever. Eh. We, we, we don't really like believe, believe you. <laughs> um, so anything that's 100.4 is a fever. So like, hey, in the first two months, if, you're act, if your baby's acting funky and you take their temperature and it's 100.4 greater, that's a big deal going to the emergency room kind of thing because they could have a cold, but they could have like meningitis that you need like IV antibiotics right. for. Um, but like I said, beyond that kind of two month period, like so 100.4? 100.4. And that's what I always tell my families in the newborn hospital like, hey, it's 100.4, like not 100 and 4. Like that, that's definitely a fever. Right. <laughs> right. 100, 100. 100.4. Because I was thinking like 104, you go to the hospital. Yeah, 100.4. So, so just... And like those like less than two month babies. Um, I would say like, hey, like, and we don't recommend like out. routinely checking their temperature, but like, if oh, like normally they wake up to eat every three hours and it's been six hours since they've woken up to eat. Or like normally they have a wet diaper every two or three hours and it's been 10 hours since they've had a wet it's like, diaper. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's like it's probably a good idea to check it. And actually in those newborn babies, the most accurate way to check it is actually rectally. So I was, that was my next question. Uh, was mo how? Most of the time, like in the newborn, like when you're going home from the newborn hospital, they'll give you a digital thermometer if you don't have one. But it's like you just take that little metal tip. In their booty, and, just the and that's, tip. That's just, just the tip. In the booty, so. oh. <laughs> um, and so, like, Would, the little forehead readers are not as uh, accurate. They're, they're, they're not. No. no. And like I said, in, hey, you're 13 years old, and the you forehead, can't really do the ear either. I said that. Like, yeah, the ear canals. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't check it in the ear when you're a baby. <laughs> like you'll rupture the eardrum. Um, yeah. But like I said, if you're a teenager and you're trying to differentiate, oh, am I 101 or am I 101.5? Like I, I don't care. Um, but a newborn baby, like, oh, are you 99 or are you 100.4? Like, that's that's kind of a big deal. So I always would tell my you, families. Oh, okay. Would that's, you recommend, like, if I check it and it's uh, 100.4, 100.4, would you say, like, wait 10 minutes, check it again? Yeah. So that's what like, I always tell families, like, hey, if you check it and it's 100.4 greater, like, make sure you unswaddle them, make sure they're not bundled up in a ton of blankets or whatever, and like give it a couple minutes and then check it again. And then if, if on that second one, after you've kind of let them 
cool Air off. Um, if they're still 100.4 or greater, like that, honestly, that's a big deal in the first two months. So, um, like I said, in my practice, I just tell them like, Hey, go to, go to the hospital. That's like five minutes away. So, so it's like sooner oh. the better, big deal. Yeah, huh? Out here, it's a little yeah, different. Um, yeah, because like honestly, like if you show up in the ER and like they check your temperature there and you're you have a fever, like they'll check like a blood culture. They check. They'll take urine from the baby. They'll do a lumbar puncture, but they put a little needle kind of in the spinal column to to draw yeah. some spinal fluid. Which they ain't gonna do that in Beaver. That was always my favorite thing to do in residency was the the spinal taps. That was kind of fun. That was um, the shit out of me. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So they'll do. Dude, all I won't even hold like, a baby. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, what, stick a needle in its spine. Start learning, man. What are the? I, I, mean, I never held out. Is there not like too scared risk on the lumbar on the lumbar puncture? Would that not be a little bit? Hey, hold your hand up like Blazing Saddles. How steady are you? <laughs> this, this is the one I I said, right now, we're, I feel like we're pretty good. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's it's actually more the, like, if you have a good, experienced nurse, like, that's that's the big thing for yeah. the lumbar punctures. Because basically for the newborn babies, they bend them, like, into a C shape. So, like, they, like, open up, like, those little spinal columns to give you the most, like, room in Real between estate. the vertebrae. And so, like, if you can get it parallel you're gonna you're gonna hit so it. is this you have like a little hammer and you tap it in no or? it's uh <laughs> so you have like a needle like a like a syringe in one hand and then like you have your other hand that you feel the vertebrae and you go right next to your thumb to try to like just guide the the needle into the the spinal cord. boy no, that'd make so. me nervous yeah. which like said honestly like said Be i'm more a, nervous I, about hitting the baby's spine in my thumb <laughs> and so i like said i'm a pediatrician so like hey like i do I did that in residency. I don't do that anymore. Like the biggest like surgical procedure that I do, honestly, like on a day-to-day basis is circumcision. So so there's a lot more crazy like neurosurgeons that are like drilling holes in, mm. in people's skulls and operating on the brain. What, what is I your do. opinion on that? That's that's a really good question, Hunter. So they used to say like, oh, like you should do it because it lowers your risk of like urinary tract infections and penile cancers and those kind of things. I've heard the penile cancer is not yeah. a thing. That and was so like a like myth said, in the fifties so or something. It, it is a thing, but like lowering your risk of penile cancer like takes it from like a point zero 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 five percent chance to like a point zero 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 four percent chance. So like hey like big, does it so not low, statistically does it significant huh? Yes, yes, but it's not, it not as like it, the statistically <laughs> significant kind of lowering. So yeah. honestly like the spiel that I give for families now, like when I see them and they have a boy and I, I you just say muzzle like, time <laughs> I always say the first day I was like, hey like do you want to get the, the your baby circumcised while they're here? Like if they say yes right away, I say like awesome and I have a spiel I go through for like aftercare and stuff they need to do for it if they say no i say that that's cool, awesome man. that's your guys's choice and if they say like if you want to be a heathen if they say like i don't know i'm on the fence I <laughs> i'm not sure it's like hey like if you guys are on the fence at all we're, we're not gonna do it yeah. while you guys are here it's always a lot easier to do it later than it is to hey try to, now. Try to re-tap say right now. <laughs> yeah so from experience it's not very cool once you're a little older how do you remember that? <laughs> That's my earliest memory is oh, getting recircumcised. I didn't know that. Did yeah. Pull it up and I don't know. I was asleep. They put me out, man. I was like, the, the, after. the headless horseman. How, how that was my first, that was my first surgery. I don't I don't remember how old I was. I just remember I got recircumcised when I was quite older. So the thing is You remember that, that verse in the Bible? Or the, the part in the Bible where like all the men have to get recircumcised when they're grown ups. That wasn't fun. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm calling my brother in law out on this one. I think he had to get it twice because the first time. 
they didn't get it right. That's what that's what happened to me because it was such a hard deal, and like it, he was too little or something. I don't I don't remember the <laughs> that's details. That's what happened to me. <laughs> and that's honestly, like I said, sometimes after you get circumcised, you can have like this penile skin bridging where like there's a thick piece of tissue that kind of forms between the glands, which is like the top part of the penis and the shaft, and those. You do have to get them, kind of like the urologist Maybe that's has, what to, has to knock to me. you out, and you have to like kind of recut that part. I, so I wasn't old enough I would to guess remember. That's, that's probably what happened. So, but what? How popular is that? That's exactly. What <laughs> 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 I mean, because I, I I've seen I saw a map because uh, I mean again Alexis is quite the planner. We we're looking at you know the yeah all this, and so I saw a map the other day, and it kind of surprised me. If you think about me. circumcision too much, you have a girl planning for a boy. <laughs> probably yeah. But I saw a map that because showed like I all had... over the country or all over the world and different countries and their circumcision rates and stuff like that. Uh, how popular is it? Because it looked, I was surprised that it's not as popular as yeah. it is in the United States. So, and that's what like I always try to look at every couple of years, just because families will ask like, "Oh, should we? Shouldn't we?" It's like that's your guys' choice. But yeah. like honestly, last thing I saw like Kansas City area like seventy percent get circumcised. That's or what so. I saw on the map. The other um, day. I would like not to be a racial profiler, but you can kind of racial profile people. So like, hey, if they have like an Indian sounding... If they have like an Indian sounding last name, like you can almost guarantee they won't, won't be circumcised. If they have like a Hispanic or a Latino last name, like you can almost guarantee they won't be circumcised. If it sounds like a, like a white person... Usually. What if it's something like Horowitz? <laughs> Oh, what I if it's that's Gold, a... what if it's Goldstein? <laughs> <laughs> then you can almost the guarantee. guarantee yes. yeah, that What's the percentage guess. in Israel? Probably ninety. It was like ninety nine. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You can kind of like, and it's kind of funny. Like, so we kind of plan out our days. Like, okay, like there's five babies in the hospital. Like, I have to see three of them. Like, my other partner has to see two of them. I'm gonna divvy them up like this because like these people like the, there's four boys and these kind of have like more like circumcision eligible names mm-hmm. versus versus others uh, so like uh, no. it's, it's, it's not always correct but it's correct way more often than well, stereotypes yeah. such such as most things are <laughs> so hunter hey, don't even not going <laughs> Do you have a recommendation either way, or are you just going to completely no, leave it? No, I, no. I, I, you do, I think you it was completely, pretty clear on his description. Yeah, he was like, like, hey, if you want to them, and if they're uh, questionable at all, he's hey, like, yep, we're do not you do it with it. a scalpel? <laughs> so there's would you like, I will gift you the scalpel. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did not think this would have a conversation. It's actually uh, aside. I never thought we'd talk about circumcision on the podcast. Uh, it wasn't even on my notes. I would have about it, but if it um, came up, I would have guaranteed. Yeah, that we devoted a lot of time to this. There's a, on, honestly, there's three big like ways to do it. Um, so like, there's like Plastibels, Gomcos, and Mogans are like the Whoa, three kind you. of ways. ways Those to are do like it. three races That's, of goblins um, and some fantasy <laughs> stories. So like, and, and each kind has its own like benefits and risk of it. Um, so like we did it Plastibel in residency just because you don't have to do any aftercare for the family. So like. Hey, if I can't trust my family to actually take care of the baby afterwards, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, the way I do it now is called a gomco. So I use like it's a metal bell that kind of goes over the glands of the penis, and then like you kind of pour the pull the foreskin up through the bell. And so basically, like there's metal on yeah. metal. So like, hey, as long as I have skin in between there, I'm not gonna cut anything. Like I'm not supposed to cut. So huh. I like that way just because it's probably the 
safest safest way and i said as far as the aftercare goes on that one it's really just like hey when i'm changing my baby's diaper for the first week afterwards i put some vaseline on it and i put a gauze kind of piece of gauze on there just to keep it from sticking to the diaper while that skin's healing up. Man. so huh. very, very never easy. even thought about yeah. that but uh but yeah so very, very easy not not a lot you have to do for <laughs> it but there is a little bit of care you have to do for those interesting yeah, we're learning going, tonight hey, <laughs> can i run my kid to kansas city to have you cut his penis <laughs> <laughs> someone that you trust just show yeah. up <laughs> and, and honestly like i've i have quite a few patients like hey like i know the the dad from residency or like this and that it's like those are always the ones i get a little more nervous about it's like, it's like man, if, I, if i do something like wrong on this one like i'm gonna see this kid don't like, shake your hand shot around, over like, here see him in a family <laughs> five, you five years. Years. Oh, man. <laughs> But uh, that you've got a weird I've never, I've never had one <laughs> Z's go poorly are... so far. So, and so, and at this point, I don't even know. We're probably like five hundred into them. So, Man, you're a practice we're, we're, learned we're, doctor. We're, we're pretty good at it. You're yeah. getting it. <laughs> where do where do we go? What's your next bullet point? Let's jump to the next bullet. Oh, that's point. why I just made like a lot of bullet points that like I get questions about mainly for my first time families like. Or that like first time families wouldn't really think about um, or get nervous about what they shouldn't get nervous about. So one big thing I have like is like feeding schedules and like weight loss in the first couple of days. So a lot like all babies lose weight over the first honestly three or four or five days after after they're born. So like sometimes like I show up the second day is like oh and we judge it based on like what percentile you are down from your birth weight. So like. If I show up the second day, it's like, yeah, like we're 7.5% down from how much we weighed whenever they were born. Like a lot of my family's like, well, kind of freak out yeah. if I don't prepare them in, ahead of time. So I always like to, like the first time I see you, I always like to say, hey, like you're 2% down today. Like when I come back tomorrow, like you're going to be 6, 7, 8% down and that's, that's normal. So like if the nurses tell you like, oh yeah, like you lost a lot of weight over the last day, like don't freak out. Like that's, that's pretty common. So a lot of families don't know that. Like honestly, it takes most babies like two weeks to get back to their birth weight Um, and say, and it's more so like, especially in like the babies that are the first time families that are just breastfeeding. Like it takes them legit, like usually two weeks to get back. So, cause we normally have like the newborn visit in our office, like the day after you go home from the hospital or like two days after just to make sure that 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 weight's not dropping as too fast, but all babies lose quite a bit of weight afterwards, which I feel like a lot of families just show up like, Oh, they lost, they lost weight. Like, do we need to change something? Is this a big deal? But, but it's not. Uh-huh. Like, all babies lose quite a bit of weight after they're born. I had no idea. That's what. I kind of forgot that, actually. Yeah. And that's what, like, I feel like, like, breastfeeding versus bottle feeding, like, a lot of people ask me, like, oh, like, should we just breastfeed? Should we, should we formula feed? Give like, said, it's a, like, breastfeeding, like, hey, if it works, it's, it's the best. It has antibodies in it that helps the baby from getting sick. Like, that's awesome. Um. I always tell my first-time families that the uh, the media does a really poor job of portraying breastfeeding. Um, I feel like it's always just like, "Hey, just do it. It's awesome. It'll be it'll be lovely." Um, it's it's a lot, a lot of work, and sometimes like you can do everything perfectly. Like, oh, you can wake the baby to feed every three hours, and you can pump after you breastfeed. And for some reason, like, hey, like either the baby's latch is is funny, or like milk supply is not where it needs to be. Like, it cannot uh, work out, and I feel like. 
the media doesn't really show that part. And so a lot of my like moms can get pretty down or guilty on themselves. Like, oh, like, what did I do wrong? And they kind of blame themselves. So I always try to bring that up like the first couple of times that I see them. They're like, hey, you can do everything perfect and, and it not work out. And that's okay. Like, I just, I just care about your baby getting calories and having the kind of energy that it, that it needs to grow. So like that. what did they used to do then? Is that where a wet nurse came in? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. Right? Honestly, right. it's that's a milk cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's Life's what like three the, or four on there. one of the uh, like popular things nowadays is like, Oh, your baby has a tongue tie. So like there's a piece of tissue like under your tongue that can like mm-hmm. make it to where you can't move your tongue as well. It's like one of the popular things now is like to have that, like that Snip. lasered or cut or like sometimes they even like cut like your like, lip frenulum up there which mm-hmm. like some some babies are like super tight and they can't stick their tongue out at all and like if they try like their tongue almost makes like a little heart shape because of yep. how tight it is down there and th- those probably need to be cut but i have a i don't know if it's an unpopular opinion but i feel like they do they do that a lot more often than they need to uh-huh. like laser and you know if you things. do that on a on a raven it can talk like a parrot oh, well, oh what? You cut that little thing on a on a raven. Sometimes he says shit. <laughs> That's true. Look like, I don't know it. if I believe what Jamie, you're saying. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> like you're throwing that out there, like and and trying to pass it off as common knowledge. Hey, uh, that is not common knowledge. When you get, it, when you get a little that. bit, Adam, look that up. Not it doesn't have to be right now. Mm-hmm. So I do want to point out the fact that. If I was just looking at your notes, I could probably tell that you're a doctor. <laughs> Dude, I, and I, honestly, I took my time to write these part because I thought, oh, maybe someone else will have to read them. Like, this is what I, like, scribbled down in the car on the way here. Why, so. so stereotypes exist for a reason. And Sky- why is it that doctors are the worst? I don't know, man. Animals. You got you to gotta write stuff fast. You, yeah. you got to take notes fast or else you're going to get behind. So. Uh, do you have an opinion on like clamping and cutting the cord? I've seen where some people are of the school of thought to like leave it as long as you can, let everything drain out, and then I've seen others where like cut it, let's get the baby. Man, yeah, out of here. So I'm like, having a baby in January, <laughs> and he's done a lot of research, <laughs> and, I've done. and that's a, it's kind of funny. Like I have families like all over them. Like some families, I show up in the newborn hospital. They're like they ask the questions. I was like. You guys knew you were having a baby, right? Like you didn't want to do any reading at all over the last nine months. And then some like asked the most minute details. Like honestly, guys, like I I have no idea. (laughs) But and that's when I always go back to like, hey, if like it's getting to that level of detail, and you guys are asking that questions and like doing that much reading, like you guys are probably gonna be okay. You're you're gonna be good parents. Like you care about your kids, so I'm not I'm not as worried about you. But as far as the cord clamping. Um, the kind of conventional stuff that they do now is they usually wait 30 seconds afterwards, mm-hmm. after the baby's born, and kind of and they, they hold it up and kind of clamp it just to kind of let that hemoglobin and the other stuff kind of drain through. Um, but I don't I don't know a whole bunch else of it. I'm in a camp that. Uh, what's what's uh, that? What are you doing in there? Uh, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not even wearing headphones, and I heard that thing. <laughs> I'm in the camp that uh, that's what I'm paying the doctor for. So I'm gonna let the doctor do the clamping and the cutting and the. And honestly, Ben, Separation. like you're you're not gonna mess anything up. Like if you want to do the clamping, go. Like they put the like they put the hemostat on the umbilical cord, and then you just have to cut below it. <laughs> right. No, uh-huh. I, I'm I'm aware, but like I said, if I'm paying somebody to do a job, I'm not gonna do it for them. It almost feels like a formality. It's like, hey, like mm-hmm. you you guys are making this into a big deal, but like. It's really just like a dog and pony show. Like, what, what am I doing? I'm just, just, I just want just, you to give uh, me a healthy baby back. It's like, that I'm meme, it's that meme like Dunder Mifflin where Michael's shaking the hand. Yeah. It's like, 
I did this. I hated it. I don't want to cut the cord. I did not like it. It was like, hey, this is one of the most like nervous moments of your life. Here is a sharp object (laughs) and a thing you're gonna love more than anything in your life. (laughs) Cut cut this piece of thing off of the thing that you love more than anything in your life off the other thing that you also are now gonna love more than anything in your life. Here's so you didn't before. I'm taking the scalping knife next time. <laughs> and that's what I guess like every like OBGYN probably has like a different how to hey! free a crush. Empowering avian communication. Don't you think Dude, that, Don't you I think if they're supposed to be like that, God direction. would have just made them like that? Yeah, that's probably Why they probably speak with the voice of crows? demons if you do it, but I'm telling you it can be done. Oh. Look at that. Hmm. Y'all thought I was capping, as the kids would say. The world's I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I think talking about crows is stupid. No hey, cap. I just wanted to I just wanted to give the people a little bit of a little snippet, a little <laughs> okay. nugget. What do you well, think people tune in for? People tune in for the nuggets. I definitely think that nobody tuned in <laughs> to see Creating a calm and controlled environment. <laughs> You're snipping a crow's a tongue. To, yeah. it's like, that's like doing a I don't a think calm anybody was like, man, I really want to start yeah. a crow farm. And I want to know about them getting tongue-tied and how I separate their tongues. How'd you know about my plans for later in life? That's my retirement You're plan. Sam's going to have an army of crows. I'm going to have it. Hey, you had... after they drop the EMP and there's no internet or cell phones or anything, how do you think we're going to communicate? Hey, Pastor talked Sometimes about that tonight. I wonder if you're actually literate <laughs> in Bible study. Just like Game of Thrones, except they can talk. He's wearing a coot's I'm going to send you a crow. <laughs> Talking about crow's tongues. I'm going to send a crow to your house he's just so the, he can go. He's gay? the town elderman that's mixing herbs and spices together. Not herbs and spices. Old man Sam. I am crazy be old man. I Sam. promise I'll he's be wearing weird. raven beaks on his <laughs> necklace. Or, instead Dude, of scalps, cool. he's collecting all I the little raven pieces. I am thinking about starting like a, like a, some sort of weird Like a not-so-modern medicine with, Yeah, company. little talismans, I think. I feel like we would go well together then. Like He's like, you could have your modern medicine. You could well, what you need is... Dude, if I wasn't a Christian, Luke. I would be so weirdly pagan. I would have, like, <laughs> I would have talismans. And then you, like, waft some... Crow tongue smoke in their face. Stuff You'd be like, see, it works. And Luke, Luke's back there like, I wish this guy would just... <laughs> I just see him in the hospital. I was like, I think you're more of a Sam family. <laughs> you're going to go to Sam's department. Come on over. They have to pass through like a, a smoke screen. Three dream catchers. To Sam's raven wing. They show up and Sam's going to have calf scrotums and a string around his neck from Springworks. Goblin ears. <laughs> If I could, if I could ever kill a goblin, you don't think I'm gonna cut its ears off and put that on a necklace? Absolutely. Uh, Wait, you don't believe tongues. in goblins? Next, no, is that I don't. what you're gonna tell me? <laughs> I saw that Ernest Halloween show. <laughs> and those were trolls. Oh. Get it right. Potato, tomato. I feel like you didn't pay attention when you were playing The Witcher. Okay. Get it right. So, what's your next point? I was gonna say, what, what else do you guys want to know about? <laughs> <laughs> no, go. Yeah, give us another bullet point. Let's see. I have a lot of baby stuff. Like the to- as far as like toddler stuff goes, um, one big thing I talk about with my families is a uh, picky eating kind of stuff. So, it's like a lot of families like, oh, like my 15 month old, my 18 month old, my two year old is like super picky. Um, so, I always tell families like, 
almost all kids that age are, are picky kind of naturally. So you want to just like keep offering a wide variety of stuff, which is always a lot easier for me to say than for people to like, Hey, I keep offering this stuff and they keep throwing it in the trash can cause they don't eat it. Um, but a lot of families like kind of fall into the trap where like they're picky. So I know they won't like, like what we're making for dinner. And so like they either make them a second meal or like always kind of like, Hey, they don't eat the first one, so then I'm gonna make like the mac and cheese or the chicken Here's nuggets your dino or, or those kind of things. So, yeah, um, and it's almost like a self perpetuating cycle to where like, okay, like the kid from the kid's perspective, I'm not gonna eat this first meal that mom and dad made me because I know if I, don't, me the if I don't eat it, I'll the, the bring me the meal. thing that they really like. So. Um, and Mine I, does that so to you me. strap them down and you force feed them. No, so it's it's, it's probably different. Like I said, it's different. Like uh, we live in a part of Kansas City where like. Honestly, the the parents are probably too concerned about their kids. It's like, hey guys, let's let's just calm eat. like they're gonna be fine. Um, so like they're like, oh, we don't like we don't want them to go hungry. We don't want to do this. Like, honestly, like if you your kids if you make them if you if you we don't. No. <laughs> um, but like I say, if you make the meal, they don't want to eat it. Like I would say, like that's fine. Like don't like force them to eat it or like shovel it in yourselves like just say like that's fine like you don't have to eat it now but like if you get hungry later like this is what's for dinner so uh, i'm gonna put it in the fridge like if you want to eat it you can like just let me know i'll get it i'll get it back out but like this is what we're having for dinner yeah so, i yeah. think that's um, fantastic and, and families you know, always you know worry mine like, had today that's, that's mine had a single assertive. nugget of chicken at lunch, one little piece of chicken. Sam's got chili. jalapenos over there, and he's like, "They're she not had, that hot." She had like Just two, or, <laughs> two or three um, pineapple pieces, and then she licked a cracker at church and had a Mentos. <laughs> well, that's and on, honestly like kids that are that age, like they'll eat like one good meal a day. Like they they don't need a ton of calories, no. and um, she eats when she's hungry. And that's yeah, about yeah. and that's what it's like. So if you do that and like you put it back in, like sometimes they'll let you know, like, hey, like I am hungry and like awesome, like here's what we have, like you can eat it. Sometimes they say like I'm hungry, you get it back out, and they still don't want to eat it, and that's fine. Like they don't, they won't go, go to, to bed, bed hungry. They won't go to bed hungry too many times before they kind of figure yeah. it out. So figure out they're um, which eat. is hard because mm-hmm. like it's like I want to be a good parent. Like I don't want to put them to bed hungry. I don't want to like. I feel like that is being a good parent and, and those kind of well, things. That's but the thing, though, if like, you kind of give in and like. Okay, like you didn't eat that, so like we're gonna give you this. It's kind of like, like I said, it's a self fulfilling prophecy where you're. Well, just I think you, I think Mark, she's gonna drink you three gallons of milk the, a week. <laughs> strawberry. You milk. exacerbate the picky eating. Mine because won't it's even like, drink oh, chocolate. I can definitely milk, get man. something better. Has she if tried I just strawberry? Milk? Yeah, no, yeah, like yes. And then she you will create not bad habits of that, and then they misbehave because they're like, oh, I can get away with I, this. Which, like I said, and that's always sort of something that's easier for me to tell families than for me to do in practice. Because, like, when Eli doesn't want to eat stuff, like, it's like, oh, man, like, you are going to be hungry. And I know this, like, so I, I always want to give him something, but I always had to kind of go back to, like, hey, you're going to be fine. Like, you had, like, you're not going to go hungry for not eating for one night. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and if, if, you if he's hungry enough, enough, he will eat. It'll benefit you in the long run to, like, not just... Where you always eat mac and cheese. I thought mine was going to be just like a skinny little girl her whole life because she just won't eat anything. And then the other morning, I made her a pancake the size of a plate, and she ate the entire thing. And I was like, "Uh oh!" Did you put raviolis (laughs) on top of it? No. So we we uh, we were at a match, and Kevin brought his oldest daughter. Okay, and he had a full tub full of hamburgers, just hamburgers, and then honey drizzled all over it. That girl ate thirteen hamburgers. I am not even kidding. Like she said, how many hamburgers covered in honey? (laughs) Like we're up there shooting, and she's just sitting there, just watching us, breaking off pieces of hamburger and honey. So that's another question. Yeah, if you if you have a little bit of distraction, would it help them? 
with eating what they may not want to eat. It's a good theory. I have no Dude, idea. suddenly all yeah. I want is a hamburger smothered in honey. <laughs> Dude, it looks good. And she ate She ate so many. And, that, and See, that's I probably another thing. That girl's got the soul of a bear. And that's, that's mm. another thing. That you're like, hey, like my kid loves this thing. Like some days you can make it for him and they won't even touch it. And then the next day, like you'll make it for him and they'll want like unlimited helpings of it. Like, I think yeah. Eli's that way with eggs. Like sometimes like Jordan makes him a really nice scrambled egg, like with spices on it and he'll eat four of them and want more and then sometimes he like like hey this is the he, worst thing he I've loses ever his mind that you made <laughs> him <laughs> what the hell are you done that was how dare literally you literally yesterday that you ate five of yeah. milk Velveeta yeah that's that's, yeah, mine yeah. does the same thing mine will be like I love dad's tacos and then the next day it's like what is this garbage you <laughs> yeah. put well, before I think day dare one you. she was trying to make you feel better about your tacos no no she goes yeah, to town no, she was like I'm out on this no, I can't change their mind I can't fake it forever that changed their mind, man. I do I do remember though, like I I started out I was a really picky eater. Like meat, period, was basically growing up even like through early teen years. That's but, how that's how this family still is. <laughs> There's no, a lot like, of meat now, in our diets. Like, avocados, I hated avocados. And now I really I think it was sushi really turned that around for me. When I started eating sushi that had avocado in it, mm-hmm. now I love all avocados. Your taste buds change all the time, so you got to yeah. keep trying that's, new things. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I have tried Brussels sprouts I don't know how many uh, times, Brussels and that sprouts. shit still sucks. <laughs> it still sucks. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I never had a Brussels sprout in my life until a couple oh. months ago, and I loved it. Well, microwave them. You can have mine too. Walk your house three days after you've microwaved Oh, they don't smell great. They don't it smells smell like great. somebody it was so took good. a shit mm-hmm. on your kitchen table. I never had one. I loved it, man. I was into it. Oh, man. No, Emily makes them sometimes, and she made them in the air fryer That's one time. What, yeah, Blake always Holy tells me to put them in the cow, air fryer. that was the worst. Like, for like two weeks after that, you walk in our house, it smelled like somebody took a fart. I think, me and, I think me and Blake need to, like, trade diets for a, a week or two, maybe. Maybe okay. I'll eat Blake's Brussels sprouts. He can eat some of my yeah. Last time I saw he him, was, he was he way was too vegan. skinny. He, he he's gone away from the vegan now. He so. was vegan for a oh, while. Yeah, yeah. He, man, wow. Him and Claire were. I wasn't nearly well. as mean to you as I should have been. Man, I wish Blake was here. <laughs> Hope you're listening, Blake. Hey, I'm glad you're not vegan anymore, man. Um, get you. I'll, you want some deer meat? Because I'm gonna kill a deer. Here oh, in a don't days. eat Sam's food. That's probably what made you vegan. <laughs> no. Okay, here, here's me. another I'm question. Look how that fat I am. That doesn't mean you're a good cook. Yeah, so it just means you eat cook. a lot of it. On the idea of diet, do you think there's anything that you like absolutely would not feed your kids? Like, for instance, and this is maybe a little conspiracy corner. Raviolis. Uh, Red 40 dye. I've heard that that's horrible and can just make kids go crazy. Wait, is there anything like what that? What is in red 40? Like, I don't have a red clue. 40 dye in? It's a dye. Most everything. Kool-Aid? Like Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, no, you say, <laughs> don't feed your kids Mountain Dew. Dye and like food coloring are in everything. So um, that's a good question. On that. Sugar. Don't, don't feed them too much sugar. So added, added sugar. Looks like that's That's hard to avoid. Anything in particular. Because like Kevin, his family, yeah. they're on a meat and broth diet. That's it. Like that's all they do. But well, his mean, wife has Graves' disease, and and so like it it's man, it manages it and makes it like it's not. And a that's what like honestly like if you have like an obvious like oh I'm allergic to this or like I have celiac so I can't eat this or like I'm lactose intolerant or I have like a milk protein allergy like yeah for sure um, stuff I always try to like tell my family is like hey like 
and this is more the teenager kind of thing is like everything in moderation like don't do anything like too crazy don't drink five mountain dews in one day but like don't say like i used to drink five mountain dews and now i'm gonna cut out mountain dew completely from my diet like for the next six months because then you'll probably drive yourself crazy and kind of go go the other way so um, so only a little bit of red 40 dye. That's right, yeah. A little, <laughs> little bit of red 40. Dude, you know what real... You always hear that term, white privilege. Do you know well, what the real white 40. privilege is? Red white, 40 dye. No, white <laughs> privilege is being able to eat as much dairy stuff as you want. That is the real white what? privilege. Have You're you ever looked at a map on who's... On oh, yeah. Do you not know who's Almost not... all, dude, all lactose of my Asian intolerant friends from, yeah. from med school. Like, wow. They always had to take lactose, lactose, lactose intolerant. before we ate pizza. Hunter like is lactose intolerant. He's the whitest person I know. <laughs> I don't know. He did that 23 Me, He can probably tell you. But, like, well, no. Like, if you look at a map... like lactose intolerant. Euro- Europeans and Americans... By and large, are not lactose intolerant, but everywhere else in the world, like, is. See, this is like another Africa, thing. That Middle I East. Hey, Jersey and Holstein cows come from Europe. Yeah, like the boss, Adam, boss Taurus versus boss Indicus. Adam right? doesn't have a microphone. There's no boss Indicus milk cows. Can I tell him about your lactose thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, this kid had a jaw surgery a while back, so he had his jaw soldered shut for i don't know seemed like six months to me jordan's brother had a similar thing actually and Man, he's like he looked he's lactose intolerant he's so he can't up. take in any like he can't drink milkshakes mm. or anything right oh. and i've had like liquids well, only diets before do, and if i didn't like have whey milk, protein yeah Adam? i had him on some protein oh. could you do like whey protein i did soy Soy based. I feel bad that he can't have the microphone. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that would be terrible to be, to have to do like a liquid diet, but no dairy. Yeah. When I have my gut things, like the only thing that I was able to get calories down me was chocolate milk, and you will that. never get this. You will never get this. <laughs> hey, I, I don't will think say I've ever had an issue getting I, calories down. I want to put this out there. there. Just for a little while, last year. Dude, actually, like, I've, I've had to fast so much that when I went to do my blood work the last time before my surgery, they were looking at my blood work, and they were like, well, this doesn't make any sense. And I was like, what is it? Well, they, it says that you, like, it was like a my something in my blood was like somebody who's so calorie deprived that they're starting to starve. Oh, you probably have like ketones in them. Yeah, they were like, well, this looks wrong because they were looking at me and then they, <laughs> they were, were like, like, like hey, too fat <laughs> on what's going on here, kid? I will say that so Alexis has been getting milk from a dairy over by like Cherokee, Oklahoma. It's like raw milk, right? So it's not pasteurized, it's straight out of the cow pasteurized into a bucket it. and they give it to you. Pasteurized. Okay. It. You don't so, want to get botulism. In the same, in the same camp. I love hippies and all that stuff, but you need to pasteurize no, that milk. I, th- I, I, because all literally all that is is just heating it up and cooling it down. That's, That's all pasteurization all is, right? Lesky pasteurized. But I milk, drank girl. a glass of that milk last night because oh, I really I'm wanted not some, you it ain't good. and I didn't have any, and I really wanted it, some, and I'm like, we're just gonna roll the dice on this, and it didn't mess me up so not one bit. Hey, in the same, in the same right. camp, I've heard people that had gluten allergies that ate natural bread that was ground flour that wasn't like bleached and everything and they they had natural bread and they didn't have an allergy issue with the natural bread but they did have an allergy issue with the store-bought processed yeah it's because they're poisoning us that's my conspiracy theory i want to pasteurize my own that's a conspiracy theory (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah 
COVID vaccine. You're gonna pasteurize <laughs> your own milk? I, I have no clue. I don't want to I don't want is, the responsibility of a milk I, cow. Looking back, I think that and this is this is a purely uneducated opinion. I think that people were healthier two or three generations before us than they are now on their diets that they were on. I think well, yeah. people looked healthier I don't think in that's the even... 40s, 50s, 60s. Look at a picture of people on the beach in the I 50s. I don't even think yeah. that's looked very arguable. sickly bags under their eyes. There weren't nearly Look, as many fatties. Let's take the diet of then and the medicine of today. But I don't think they get that super with culture? the red 40 in Code Red Mountain Dew. No, it yeah. was the sugar. Yeah, it's that. Added <laughs> like, sugar. It's just, like, I honestly think it's just the sugar. I feel like, like, when we were growing up, it was, like, fat was really bad. Like, everything was, they like, low fat or fat-free. But, like, t- to do that, like, you kind of had to add sugar to things. And so, yeah, I feel like yeah. They, they messed up, when like, I, our when brains. I heard the thing, well, yeah. I do when I heard the stuff. thing about the food pyramid... And like <laughs> how the food pyramid, like the He's people who owned the all South the park episode. No, they, like, <laughs> I saw it on South Park, but I saw it other places too. This is what sparked his enthusiasm. No, like that's what sparked his research. Yeah, that's when I started research. They really did like the the wheat people like bought a whole bunch yeah. of lobbyists and like that's insane yeah. that an entire country was just like yeah. No, well, we I don't just think, eat, I don't we think it really eight servings of grains. You can pass that off. How many people do you think actually do the research when they're being told that this is the case? Point oh, like even the people percent. that are in the industry, they don't research it when they're being told this is the issue. They're, they're like, okay. These people that are a credible source, in my opinion, are telling me that this is the issue. Wheat farmers are angry right now in the comments. (laughs) But I do think that a a square diet of, like, meat and vegetables, I always jump on Greg Anderson's diet because it sounds like it works. Steak Steak, eggs eggs and and apples. apples. (laughs) Yeah. I think I just look at the dude. Is the diet, but, but I, I don't think that I have enough money to fund that diet. I really want to cut out carbs, but I just love tortillas so much. Make your own. I know, but there's still going to be some carbs. You can buy those if, wheat ones. If you, you grow can buy those zero carb wheat ones, they taste like dog. Emily's hey, getting one of those. I've looked into it. Grounders. If you grow about ten acres of wheat, okay. <laughs> With well, average you yields, buy, you can buy the yeah. the grain. Oh to yeah, yeah, you can buy it. wheat. Don't buy seed wheat yeah, if you're listening to this. I don't have time to be in my like. I don't have time to be milling wheat. And no, it takes like five minutes. See, I talked to Britt Hilton about this, and he said that like you put it in there, and it's like the coffee grounder. You just push the button or mill some. Put it in a blender. I saw a video the other day about putting it in a blender. Yeah, people do use a blender, but like I think the the grinders are you know sub five hundred dollars. I think they're even cheaper bucks. than that. And you can yeah. get ones that are like, it literally looks like a top about, grinder. Uh, food, it doesn't take long. Food prep. And not, not prep like into the world prep, but like just, you know, being able to being make healthy. your own food. Anyway. We're gonna, uh, hey, we're going to have a, this is a, a preview. That's a good first step. Oh, yeah. Preview. We're going to have a wife that can just going to interrupt me every time I talk. <laughs> How does it feel? It's aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this isn't Do the Brothers Do you think he's going to remember this, Adam? I'm going to try. Anyways, um, we're going to have a butcher on here in a week or two Who's to talk about. Uh, is it the butcher? Yeah, it's the butcher. Where's he from? Uh, he lives down around by Altus, but he's from Oregon, Oklahoma. Of Altus. The butcher, the butcher of, Altus. of Altus. The butcher of not Blaviken. No. And we're on the Witcher. <laughs> yeah. We need to talk about that. Anyway, so yeah. I have a Witcher map on the wall over there. So the butcher, uh, he shot a deer, or his brother shot a deer this weekend, and he's recorded Josh? himself. Josh. Josh got a deer. He's recorded himself uh, butchering it and preparing it to go to the freezer. It. So feature some videos and nice and talk about it. 
All right. What other bullet point you got over oh, there? Oh, let's see. What have we not hit on? Um, I feel like we we touched on this a little bit, but like you were saying, like oh, like what can I do other than go into the hospital or go into the doctor? Mm-hmm. So most of the time, when your baby, toddler, whatever is sick, like most of the time, the reason that they're sick is they have a virus. So there's not any real like like antibiotics. Obviously, don't treat viruses, so antibiotics won't make you better at all. But like said, so for the like the the baby, the kind of infant, toddler, like basically what you can have to make those nights and those days a little bit better is like a humidifier. So nothing magical or fancy there. Just, Hey, it's like a cool mist humidifier that you crank up in their room whenever they're sleeping or napping. Um, nasal saline spray, super cheap. Like you can get it anywhere. It's just like they have baby nasal saline spray and then they have adult nasal saline spray. It's the exact same stuff. The baby stuff just usually costs like, twice as much because they can kind of scare, oh, scare parents into buying it. It's like, it's like attach the word wedding to anything. Wedding yep. photographer, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, wedding yeah. cake. A little sticky note on that one. Because no, I yeah, as long as, as long as it's like isotonic. So they have like hypertonic, which is like more more salt, more saline. Um, you just need the isotonic stuff. So is, is baby like baby Tylenol, baby... Ibuprofen, that's different though, right? So that's one Dosage that's, that's one of my aspirin, big beefs like with, like, <laughs> with that. It's oh. like, so they have like infants Motrin and then they have children's Motrin. Um, it's the it's pretty much it's the exact same medicine. The infants Motrin is just twice as concentrated as the like children's Motrin. And so like so technically like you would just give your baby half the dose if you have the infants Motrin, but I feel like that's a big like oh, I have like a 15 month old like do i do the infants motion do i do the children's how motion? much do am i gonna weigh? give them half the dose that they actually need am i gonna gonna give them double the dose that they actually need so i said i really wish they would just have like hey like here's children's motrin and it's the same for everybody and well, just, it's like and trying the, to figure out how much ivermectin like, you're gonna take how much of this horse <laughs> ivermectin am i gonna take yeah that's what and i, I have so many doesn't families taste like apples and it says apples <laughs> <laughs> so many families come in it's like oh they've had fever for like four days and we've been giving them ibuprofen like every six hours and we can't get the fever down it's like well how much have you been doing and they say it and like well is it the infants or the children's and then inevitably they've been giving them like half the dose that they actually that need they so it's like well okay like the medicine you've been giving them the last four days probably hasn't how about getting kids anything. to take the medicine yeah because that's a rough one and you gave me a really so... really good pointer <laughs> one time about freezing it and letting them eat it as ice chips. So yeah, and that you, changed my life. If you can make it into like a something frozen that's kind of like fun to do, is always a good idea. And the thing that we do at our house that that helps, and the thing that we do in our office that helps a lot, like if you're trying to get them to take it like in a hurry and they're not good at taking medicine, is you have the syringe and you kind of squirt it in their mouth and then you kind of blow in their kind of face right away after you after you squirt nice. it in their mouth, like they kind of like freeze and they then re- reflexively swallow and then they'll swallow the what did you just do so yeah you squirt it in kind of like the side of their cheek and then you blow in their face right away and they'll is it like a boston terrier i started my kid chew your nose up <laughs> i started my kid on like ice chips or like she liked she liked eating ice chips even like as a baby and that really helped yeah because then like, i could just freeze the medicine and have her eat it and oh man that changed a lot of things and i said for the for the toddlers too like hey like i have a like a stomach virus that i'm vomiting or i have some loose poops and i can't really keep anything down like pedialyte makes some popsicles like those ice pops so like if you just like buy some of those and put them in the freezer like 
all kids will eat popsicles. So yeah. it's kind of like a fun way to get like fluids in them. Cause honestly the biggest risk, like for the kids that have a virus. So that is, it's going to like make them like, Oh, now we have to like take you to the ER or get admitted to the hospital is like I have a virus and I get, I don't feel well. So I don't drink well. Then I get dehydrated. And now I'm going to have to go like get diarrhea in, too. It's yeah. A big... I'm going to have to go get like an IV and get like an IV fluid bolus and those kind of things. So if you can kind of, figure out ways, creative ways to get fluids down them before they get to that point, then you can kind of save yourself a lot of headaches and ER trips and staying hydrated. What's the best tasting Pedialyte? Honestly, like I said, I don't, I don't like any of the Pedialytes. Like I've tried, I've tried them. Really? They don't, they don't taste well. So, so like some, grape some, is my favorite. Grape is some, my favorite. Some, some kids love the them. Some kids hate sucks. them. Um, I usually tell families like, as long as they're like not little bitty babies, but like Gatorade or Powerade, like if you just do a one to one dilution with water, um, that that's pretty. Like most kids will take that a little bit better than Pedialyte, just because it does have some added sugar to it. Which normally I'm not, like I said, not a huge fan of giving your kids added sugar. But if they're vomiting and pooping their brains out and they can't take they're gonna poop solid the sugar foods, out anyway, then, then right? they're gonna. I mean, they need some of the calories from the sugar, honestly. So like, it's like having like something that Time can actually place. something they can actually take versus like. Hey, we're trying to force this Pedialyte down because it doesn't have any of the added sugar. It's probably a battle you don't want to pick. I used to mix uh, vodka with Pedialyte. Then you can dehydrate while you hydrate. That Goodness sounds gracious. like a terrible idea. <laughs> I used to drink Pedialyte after I drank the vodka because you I was dehydrated. Be- before or after they made Four Loco illegal? That was probably after they made Four Loco. Illegal. It was actually was. Four, that's <laughs> much safer than Four Loco. That's true. It's hard to keep kids hydrated when they're sick. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. It's hard to keep anybody hydrated while they're sick. Yeah, and that's yeah. what. And like I said, most of the time, kids are super resilient. Like, hey, if if you can get some fluids down them, like, if you have a virus, it's gonna get worse. So the first like four or five days, and they're gonna start getting better. Um, really, the only reasons you would have to, like I said, in, in like a, in the setting where I and where I practice, like, oh yeah, you guys actually have to go to the the ER, or the the hospital, or those kind of things is. Um, fever that won't go away um so like i usually say like a virus like it gets worse over four or five days so you're gonna probably have a fever for four or five days but if it goes longer than that like there's some other kind of scary stuff that can make you have a prolonged fever that we don't really know what the cause of it is so not that you necessarily have to go to the er um as a first resort but it's probably good a good idea to get checked out like if your kid has a a fever that's 100.4 or greater for six seven days like so okay we need to get stuff checked out um and then like man six, and the seven other days I, I think i would be in the er before that i say and usually we, we have hey, a, I, I, I wouldn't like, but I'd if, tell I, you if what, i had a kid there's been was. there's been a while where at, like there's been times when alice will run a fever on and off when she was younger not so much anymore but when she was younger like there was times where she'd run a fever on and off for four five six days and that's what's like a yeah, lot of kids on and like, off is different than constant like, consecutive. Yeah, but, and a lot of kids like, hey, if you like go to daycare or school or those kind of things, like that first uh, respiratory virus season. So we usually call it like, hey, like early fall to early spring is when all like kids get get the respiratory viruses. So in that first respiratory virus season, like your body has never seen any of those viruses before. So like it doesn't have any antibodies built up to it. So Usually, like, you get, like, for the daycare kids, like, you get a new virus, like, every, like, three to four weeks. So, like, at least, like, once a month, like, you're going to get a new virus that your body has never seen before that, like... So like if we get exposed, who knew like, that Luke was going to advertise homeschool on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I always tell families, like, hey, like, 
the, the daycare, like you're going to get exposed there. Like whenever you go to school, you're going to get exposed there. So like if you're out in society at all, like you're going to get exposed. So like your body's going to build up those antibodies eventually. It's just kind of like when, when it does it. Do you think later rather than sooner is better? Honestly, um, depends on the pro- sickness. Probably. Um, cause like I said, the, the littler, littler, the smaller <laughs> you are, the less your body can actually handle it. So like RSV, a lot of people have heard of RSV. It's a respiratory syncytial mm-hmm. virus. It's honestly, it's just like one of the 20 to 25 viruses that your body can get that causes a runny nose and a cough and a fever and, and those kind of things. Um, people know it just because it's the most common one that kids get admitted to the hospital for. So if I'm a four month old baby and I get it versus like if I'm a three year old kid and I get it, like I said, my, my ba- as a baby, like my airways are smaller. So if I have nasal congestion and if I have any swelling up there, like the swelling is a lot more significant in the four-month-old baby than it is in the, the three-year-old. So you won't wait so. till they're three before you get in, start getting them exposed. <laughs> so, so they like don't said, know I what guess, daylight is until they're three. They are, theoretically, the older they are, like so at what age, the less likely they are to get admitted to the hospital. But like, when do you want to get chickenpox? So they have, they have a vaccine for chickenpox now. Oh, Wait, okay. are you are you the one that is like susceptible to chickenpox in our family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you never when I was it? in, so I did get it. Um, I have pictures of like me in the it. bathtub looking super sad, covered in chickenpox. Um, when you go to med school, they make you do like lab draws for titers on all like the most common kind of communicable diseases, and my body didn't have any varicella titers. So like basically like I had chickenpox but my body didn't remember that I had chickenpox. See, I think this is an Engelman so thing. So I had to go back and get like get my chickenpox shots and and honestly like I got all my hepatitis B vaccines too. My body didn't remind didn't remember that I had gotten those vaccines. So I think I just yeah. have a dumb immune system cuz I had to get a lot of the well, vac- I got, vaccines again. I got chickenpox like a when light you version when I was a little kid. Like I same thing, pictures, sad baby in the bathtub or whatever. But at graduation, I was sitting in our ceremony and like face just started getting hot. And I knew that it was already coming on, but it came on and I lost like 30, like 25 or 35 pounds. I can't remember what it was. He was so bad. I thought I was you were going to die. Like, man. I was down to like 135. I say, and honestly, like, <laughs> I guess there is a fine line between it because most adults, like, if you've never seen that virus or like never got vaccinated against that virus and your body hasn't seen it and then you see it later, you it hits you quite a bit harder. Like, there's one thing called like hand foot mouth disease. Mm-hmm. That yeah, a lot right. of kids. That was get, going like, around Beaver big time. Last I say, a few lot months. of kids will get it like in day, like, hey, it's my first like couple months in daycare. Like, I, I get it. Um, most adults like you've seen it your body's mounted antibodies to it so like if your kid gets it like you're not going to get sick because you already have that memory oh, yeah. from your immune even system, if you get it you're not going to notice because yeah you're so already but really... like there's some adults that like hey like for whatever reason like they never got never exposed to it. it or had it and like and their kid gets it and then like they get like pretty darn sick with it well i got like i got chicken pox down my throat like that was the problem yeah <laughs> And I thought, That's not I, a good time. I thought I was a leper. Like, I thought... <laughs> you looked like, like a leper. But it was... Yeah. We were I, living I mean, in the barn you, at the time, weren't when we? You can't, when you can't eat I think so, I or, or yeah. drink any... Like, I couldn't even hardly drink ben water. Was, Swallowing ben was just like sucked. quarantined to the loft of the barn. Because at the time, <laughs> me and Ben were living in the loft of the horse that. barn. Well, mm-hmm. Samuel Becker had to come out and help Dad put down sod because I was... Too yeah, sad. that and, was when and, y'all were doing that. I remember that too. But no, it was like it was bad. I went, I went from like a buck 
80, a buck 75 to like a buck 35. When yeah. you have sores like on I your throat. Watched, I did that, that with diverticulitis, <laughs> but it was the other two. You just put a two in front of that, and that's what I did. <laughs> so, okay, springboarding off of this, like, I think a good thing would be like, okay, when to panic and when to stay calm ah. as a panic. We've kind of been yeah. talking about that. But we have, but yeah, I want to just I said that give you, us some bullet points of like, 100 point calm down. So, yeah. Like Calm down. Fe- fever in a under two month old or like prolonged fever that doesn't go away. Um, go ahead and get to the pa- panic. No, no go, panic. Go, go, go get seen. Panic yeah. is a bad. Yeah. Panic's a bad um, word. Like go get some like help. When to go to the or doctor? You're probably and okay. When? At what age is it acceptable to start doing hot toddies? <laughs> uh, you know, eight, nine. twenty-one. <laughs> um, what is your medical opinion? <laughs> but uh, say and and then almost. Other than fever, a lot of the other stuff always pertains to like hydration status. So like, hey, if I'm vomiting uncontrollably and I can't think, keep any fluids down, like you can't do that for very long before you're gonna get into trouble. Same way with like diarrhea. Like, hey, if I'm just like drinking and I poop it all out right away, like you can't do that very long before you're gonna get dehydrated. Um, and then like I said, for the newborns, um, like those first couple months, if it's like, oh yeah, my baby usually wakes up to feed every two three hours but hey it's been two or three hours and i'm trying to wake the baby up and they're not able to wake up and i'm trying to like get them undressed and everything and they're not waking up at all like that's that's a good time to go to the to, doctor well, i think you, that's you in, everybody, that in the one. back of everybody's yeah. mind right there yeah. Are SIDS. like yeah that, that's the scariest part about an infant is sids Dude, um, everything everything about an infant is scary. What is sids sids is a sudden infant death syndrome that's uh-huh. what is what it stands for so um, and there's lots of things that they found to like lower your risk of SIDS. Like honestly, you, you can do everything the way that you're supposed to, quote unquote, do, and you can still have your baby kind of pass away from SIDS. Um, but that's kind of like what I was going back to, like the alone, like on their back in their crib. Like they found that that reduces SIDS. Um, having a fan on in the room reduces the risk of SIDS. Um, having the baby suck on a pacifier wherever they're sleeping reduces the risk of SIDS. So like I said, there's a lot of things you can. Just to calm a healthy baby. Reduce the risk of SIDS, but you you can't make it zero. So like I said, I I feel like that's like the the most sad thing that can happen. That's the most, like, I had got to the point where I wasn't really, I'm not trying to sound like a badass, but like I wasn't really scared of things anymore. I'd got to the age where I wasn't like actively afraid of things. And then I found out my wife was pregnant with my first kid. And all of a sudden, like, fear came back into my life in a real way that I had kind of, like, not thought about in a while. And since then, it's been there. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a thing for parents, like, I don't know. That's what I felt when I had a kid was like, all right, now I'm scared again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like like you have like tangibly like something to lose again, yeah. right? Like cause it's not just like you or like oh like if I pass away or in a freak accident or whatever, like my, my wife is probably gonna be fine. Accidents pay double. Like, like they're probably gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna uh, be life hard. Insurance. But like, is it, yeah, once, right. once you have a kid <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh She's man, set. like if something happens like to me or like if something happens to the baby, like it's just like so much yeah. like yeah. emotional kind of like. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it, it's not, not a reminder so much of your a financial mortality. hit. It's a, it's more of an emotional hit, and I think that's 
one thing that people don't prepare for. That's that's kind of funny. Like when you just mentioned that, saying like it triggered a memory. Like the first night, like after we had Carter. So Car- we have a five year old girl named Carter, and then a three year old boy named Eli at our house. Um, the first night after we had Carter, like in the hospital, like the, fir- the first night never goes super well. So like, hey, it's been an hour and a half, and she woke up, and so like I'm holding her, like sitting in this like window sill kind of seat, and like I don't know why, but like one of the thoughts that popped into my head, like was like this like little human that I'm holding in my arms is probably going to be like one of the people that watches me die. Um, yeah. Or like, is, wow. like there, there whenever, <laughs> I, like, like, with, there yes. whenever I die, like, or like, I, I hope she is. I don't know. Um, but like, so, yeah, it's just like a whole new, like kind of like weight. Some like, mortality. Oh, man, like, yeah. Like this is like a legacy of, thing that yeah. like, this is probably going to like continue on past me kind of thing. Like, I feel like up to that point it's all like, okay, like what's the next step in my life? Like my career, like these kind of things, like, Oh, like this little thing that like I have in my arms is going to like live past me. And like, it's, well, it's like a be... responsibility too. like this thing, this, this baby that I'm holding should live past me. Yeah, yeah. And it's my responsibility to make sure that they live past me. So, but yeah, I was like, I hadn't thought about that in a while, but when you, when you just mentioned that, yeah. like it kind of triggered that memory. I'm re- you were talking about not fevers and stuff. Uh, what, what are the chances, like, what should you look for if like a respiratory thing is say like no fever, <clears throat> but respiratory can turn into pneumonia, correct? Yeah. And so it, I feel like a lot of people like worry about, it's weird to say, worry about pneumonia probably a little bit too much. Um, or like a lot of like. Parents show up like, oh, I just went to the doctor and I got diagnosed with bronchitis. Like, I think my baby has bronchitis. Like, babies don't get, don't really get bronchitis. But as far as, like, a respiratory thing that, like, when we start to worry is if you can see what are called, like, retractions. So all babies will do kind of, like, this belly breathing thing, like, where they're, mm-hmm. they're breathing, the kind of see their belly breathing. going up and down. And it's like, that, that's okay. But, like, if you can see kind of the muscles, like, between their ribs whenever they're, like, working Trying. hard. So they're like... <laughs> And you kind of see the muscles pulling here. That's a sign that they're working pretty hard. And then it kind of moves up. So, like, belly breathing starts, and then it kind of goes, like, these muscles between your ribs, and then it'll go to the muscles, like, above your collarbone to kind of, like, pull pull them right there. And then especially, more. And then the last thing that we say is called head bobbing. So, like, your, like, nostrils will kind of flare, and they're kind of, like, moving their heads up and down. They're, like, just moving every single muscle the in doctor, their body like to, to try to, air. like, get that air in. And not necessarily, like, so they can get the air and the big fear that we have is like, hey, like that's like pretty <laughs> a hardcore workout for a, for a newborn baby to like use those like accessory those muscles, muscles is yeah. what they're called to get the muscle to get the air in. And so a lot of babies like, hey, I'm working that hard and I, my body can't do it for that long. So like, hey, whether you have like 30 minutes or an hour <laughs> that you can do that before your body's just like, hey, I'm, I'm tired. I'm done. And, so, um, and then you kind of like stop, stop breathing because your body your doesn't body have any kind up. of fuel left to, to do it. And that's when we have to do the, the intubation, put the tube down and, and help you breathe until your body can kind of clear that virus. So That sounds scary. That's my concern because I have always had a very hard time breathing. Yeah. Like and allergies, it, like I don't say, breathe through my nose like three quarters. I'm a mouth breather like three quarters of the year. It's an allergies and asthma and those kind of like those are like probably the most inheritable <laughs> kind of traits or d- diseases I was like, that people I was like 27 and my mom told me that I might have asthma. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I never We're really not thought sure about it until that point. She was like, like yeah, every, I mean, yeah, every time I run, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, hey, you we might have asthma. Everyone's chest doesn't burn that bad when they run. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh but yeah i didn't i didn't have a lot of other stuff that i wrote down like um I it's not like it's not I super exciting to talk about like baby proofing the house is one thing that i always bring up like ah so i have different spiels would that, like, you cover oh. the outlets yeah we do we, we cover the outlets just because like you so said you don't know like is that oh my, my nine itself? month old is gonna like crawl around and pick up something off the floor and then they can stick in the outlet and they mm-hmm. can shock themselves my parents and now... house still has outlet covers what about the thumbtacks that i leave laying around for people yeah don't do that <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but like I said, I had different spiels. So like I've been working at my practice now for five, five and a half years. So like, it's kind of nice. Like I have different spiels like, oh, you're coming in for your two month visit. Like I know I'm going to talk about, okay, like you get your first round of vaccines today. Like you should be smiling. You should be cooing. You should be doing these kind of things. And like, oh, your four month vaccine. I talk about or your four month appointment. I talk about like sleep training and those kind of things and so like i have different spiels that i talk about at every appointment getting it more like a playbook yeah which is getting it down where do you look at people and decide what kind of spiel you should do a little bit (laughs) and i have different like we weren't going political no i I have different (laughs) flags that i can put on my patients charts like oh like this is a long stay appointment because the parents are a little bit anxious and so like i'm gonna like take it a little bit easy on this aspect of it or like not sell this this part is hard or those kind of things but yeah i definitely kind of have a i said and it's stuff that i didn't know about like when i first started or didn't have but yeah i definitely developed like different like strategies with different families like oh these are my anxious families like i'm gonna like sell this part of it versus like oh these are my families that like it's their fourth baby and they Feel like they know everything and honestly they probably do but like they probably need to remind them of, of these like, things hey, you yeah you the, still need the to fever, have the fever and the pneumonia part we need to cover <laughs> again but uh but yeah yeah i didn't think like when i was building my house which was funny because my wife was pregnant at the time i was building my house and i was for some reason i was like yeah it'll be it'll be fine and then as soon as i had the baby i was like this house is a death <laughs> trap <laughs> So I had to go, like, fix all the stuff, and then we were moving towards the second one, and, like, this time we're like, okay, what if they stay upstairs? And I have, like, a railing on the stairs that I thought was pretty good, and then I got to thinking, like, they could just climb up with that thing and fall right out. So in my house, like, you've been to my house. I think I've been there Last time you were there, I had railing, right? What I did, I took all that out, and I did, like, two-by-four studs all the way to the ceiling, so it's like it's a, a palisade fence. Yeah, it's like, it's a, like a prison wall. cell. No. He, he, he sharpened the, the, the ends of the post. That so they way can't get over them. They, if they try that to way they over. Just get they stuck on the, the top. The, they go all the way to the they ceiling They skewer now. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. Yeah, and, that, and that's honestly the biggest thing that I was like, hey, like, there's a million things you can do to, like, baby-proof your house. Like, outlet covers and corner protectors and those kinds of things. The bi- biggest thing that I care about, honestly, is, like, baby gates on the top of the stairs. Because... Yeah. Like 12 That's months, 15 months old, dangerous. like, hey, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like, if you're away from your Dude, kid the for like second five, you five go to seconds, the bathroom, like, they go to do something that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, if you leave them alone for five seconds, like, you're probably going to have to so go to the So you just need to room. take them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, the best baby proofing is just watching your a baby. Yeah. backpack that you can toss yeah. them in. And like, that's even like, when they're three and a half, like today, we went home, you know, after the family thing, and my wife is pregnant with the second one, having a terrible second pregnancy. Hey, is your wife pregnant asleep. with the second one? <laughs> and I, I, I have my kid, and I'm like, okay, be quiet, right? I was like, let's be quiet. Let's not wake mom up. I'm going to turn on the TV. We'll be cool. And then I was like, okay, I have to run out to the pickup, grab one thing. I'm going to come right back. Just sit right there. Leave. Like, I'm back, and she's already halfway into the bedroom. And I'm like, 
Well, that's not dangerous. It's not dangerous, but it shows you like they're going like to do exactly the opposite swords. thing. As soon as as soon as you disappear, <laughs> they are going to do the thing that you told them not to do. Why didn't you just take her with you? Because she was watching Puss in Boots, and I didn't want to interrupt for the nine hundred um, for the nine hundredth time, spirit or something like. that. But yeah, they're gonna do what you don't want them to do as soon as you look away. Yes, yeah, so I feel babe. like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> yeah, kids are really good at finding the dangerous spots in your house. Yeah. So if you want to find out like what you should do to your house before you have kids, just have another kid come over and like explore the house. Yeah, as bring, as uh, bring your friend's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Have somebody else's kid explore your house. Exactly. Exactly. If there's like any the, danger points. One exactly. of the first things that happened with before mine is like I had a coat rack with like a base on it and it's made out of uh, a whole bunch of deer handlers <laughs> but i was like you know it's got a heavy enough base that she's not just gonna pull it over that's not the that heavy was one, one of the first things that happened she went the to heavy there, one is grabbed the house. coat and pulled that deer antler coat rack on yeah. herself the heavy one's at my house yeah the elk the elk antler one is at your house <laughs> that base I don't think anybody's pulling that one over. Your kid's going to pull that over immediately. Yeah, but he's a boy, so he can recover better, I feel like. Yeah. Or worse. I don't know. I feel like girls are tougher than boys. When they're young, I think. Yep. I feel like young, boys yeah. just have more hospital bills. Because they're dumber. Because they do stupid, girls yeah. stupid do, stuff like that. Girls yeah. develop and, faster. And that's what, honestly, like said, um, one of the points I had is like, a lot of people worry like, oh, like. They're 12 months old and they haven't taken any steps at all, or they're 12 months old and they haven't said any words at all. Like, I've learned that like kids focus on like, hey, am I going to be a verbal kid or am I going to be a motor kid? Like, very few kids like will do both. And so like usually it's like the 12 monthers like, oh yeah, they're walking like crazy, but they haven't said any words. Or like, oh yeah, they're having two, Babbling. three, four words, but they haven't taken any steps at all. So that's that's one thing I usually bring up with my one year old. Um, families is like hey like they're probably not going to be doing both and that and that's okay like there's time time to watch and to not be too i don't know stressed about it i just i feel weird about it a little bit kind of shitty because uh we when we found out we were having a boy i was like whoo i don't have to worry near as much about that kid getting hurt like you can learn the hard way like everybody (laughs) else in my family has (laughs) but you're a boy toughen up suck it up grab a straw suck it up Alice got a little bit nervous today when Dad jumped on the back of Snake Farm (laughs) out there when Snake Farm did the little little crow hop. Snake Farm did a little crow hop because Dad. Oh, Snake Farm can't even. No, no, he did. I witnessed it. Did did Snake Farm's crow hop? Was the tongue cut out of that crow? No, it wasn't a it wasn't a big one, but it was enough where like Dad was on the back and he was like he was moving to the front. I don't want to do this. And he did a little crow hop, and Alice's eyes got like this big. Hence the reason Dad shouldn't try to climb on that coming four-year-old. No. Fair. Probably true. Dang near 70. Yeah, Dad, don't get on the... Don't get on the... He wants to ride that... Don't get on the mare. Because I haven't had time yet to get her started. Don't get on that little filly. Because you just have to ride her once. I was like, usually number three is the time that they (laughs) blow up and break in two. So once is usually... I don't know. It's like I don't know what I'm doing yet, and I'm a little confused at what's going on. And by number three is when they're like, I'm like oh, right, I okay. know what I'm doing, and I I'm gonna point doing, you like a seed. <laughs> and as soon as you push me away from these other horses, I'm gonna break in two. I'm gonna try stomp on your head. Yeah. So, Dad, don't get on the filly. Let Ben do it. He is still spry. He still wants to rodeo and stuff. He's got a Sam bionic leg. He's good to go. Because I have a rod in my leg that I'm disabled. 
No. It means you're that much stronger. I do think you probably shouldn't be rodeoing anymore, but... Like, I don't know. Tell mean, you how to live you your said life. That I wouldn't be able to run because my Dude, leg is You has can't a outrun a college lineman. I know that they're <laughs> big and. Guy runs a 5.32. I don't think he I should be able to run faster. I don't than think five, Ben three. can run a 5.3 still. I th- Maybe. I, think I don't know. I can still run like. You think he can run a 5.3? Five, three? Yeah, even I, or yeah, sub 5. I can't run a 5.3. I can run a 5.3.20. Hey, I moved pretty fast at the shoot this last uh, couple days. Yeah, you did. You did I moved well. fast enough to lineman. beat somebody sitting at the table. Uh, I just want to point out that I have the lowest total time of everybody at this table that was shot in the shoot. I've explained it. I don't know how he many times. So, dude, he's so salty. I don't know. About I mean, it. So I grew up. It's very simple. A, so I rodeoed. <laughs> okay. You what? what? I competed yeah. at a professional level. You know, if the every average stage takes in all of if, the competition, if every so stage this. was eight seconds, your argument would make sense. But every stage is not eight seconds. Everybody's Some competing stage on the same 50. stages, though. Yeah. True. So why? Based is it, out of a like, hundred points, total time. Total time would be the most accurate depiction. Okay. This. <laughs> so say you have a 60 second stage, okay? Yes. Okay. And you you fumble a mag, you take extra time to make the shots at distance and it right. your your time's 20. Okay, so look at a long stage, the variances in time are going to be much bigger, right? Not necessarily. Everybody's competing on the same Everybody has the same chance to fumble a mag. Dude, if you fumble right. on the Oh, Hunter's here. leaving. He's like, "Listen, getting the white." I was going to show you the numbers from this last match. All right. We had a shoot. We had a shoot this past weekend. The so No Man's it, Land shoot. Still cap star shooting. I we know, all had a wonderful time. I know what time. you're looking at, but the thing is, even a long and range, the, the deviations are going to come more from Adam, people taking send you too video. much time or missing targets. So that's more of a penalty issue rather than anything else, but everybody's still competing on the same stage. Okay, so the the fastest time on the long range stage, which was the longest 36. stage... 3446. Was that the guy in our group? It was no. He was in Alexis's squad. That was the Colorado guy. He was a yeah, he was a PRS guy. And then the slowest time was a 9114. Okay. So that's that's a who was 9114? Uh, it wasn't me. One of the guys that was there. <laughs> was not me, but one of the guys I was that was trying there. to call somebody. Who was out? the slowest? Do better. <laughs> I don't, you don't know, know that guy. Yeah. Well, he just—he doesn't listen to the podcast. Anyway, so that's—that's that's a huge difference, sixty-second right. difference, okay? Versus, let's go to the what was probably the fastest stage, which was stage the stage one, one, okay? Time of ten seventeen to forty-four twenty-five. That's Jeremy also a thirty-second difference. Uh, that was me. Oh, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter, Hunter intentionally picked uh, stage. This was me. <laughs> okay, like here's a good one. Shows you. Uh, what was um, Jeremy's eleven point? The, the that was stage, stage five. five. So Jeremy was eleven. Stage two, right? The from Hamas with love stage. He ignored stage Hunter, five. Mm-hmm. Hunter is so pure and not like he didn't realize how dark that stage was because he's such a whimsical. <laughs> no, I I knew it was some dark humor. <laughs> anyway, so, at the end you shot a balloon that was tied to a paraglider and it was all like fun and, and everybody there was, was a lot of hostages too it's like hey look at all these hostages in the paraglider <laughs> there was one guy in our group that was like wait 
Hamas invaded Israel? Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, where have you been? Uh, why aren't people talking about this? <laughs> because I haven't heard anything about this. Where's, okay. To, where's Hamas? To put a bow on this, though, stage two, the fastest time was 1131, and the slowest was 2490. Right, so it's just an overall much a faster stage. Difference okay. instead of a forty second. So at the, at the end of the day, everybody <laughs> competes in every stage. Absolutely, hey, Adam, throw us that a video. Total time is the most authentic way to measure. But that everybody that overall. Is, but that weights the longer stages even Maybe, more than the shorter stages. I don't know what he's stages, doing here, but right? this might be fast. No. Yep. Yes. Yep. Because so it weights them. Okay, so it weights them more, but it does. It Can't doesn't necessarily make Ma it to where Ben the soldier is here with us, folks, cheated. and I want to I talk mean, to him because Ben, it's my understanding that there is a war going on right now. <laughs> am, I, am I right in this? Well, actually, there are is, two wars. So, two what, wars. what is keeping <laughs> in the midst of two like, wars? All why don't I now, just the United States of America is engaged in both of these wars and two run through wars? these real close stages and win all those and get all the points from the 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 tight stages. And then just like uh, your buddy Bushman was saying, just run through, engage all the targets, and just cap off as many rounds fast as possible and take the penalties on the long range. That's stage. what I should have done on the long range. Stage. And that's why we have different divisions, right? Because I was shooting irons versus guys with LPVOs, right? So, of course, they're going to be better. What does that have to do with the total time? Because you were just saying that why not get a PCC and just run through something Right, but I'm saying you could get a PCC with irons, and you're going to be able – you're going to have an advantage at the shorter stages – to win first over somebody that has a mid-range rifle with an LPVO. It's still a, a dot at 1X, BB. though. Anyway, so no, but like what you I'm know saying should is be, if I should my, be considered. So if I get to use my no. 300 blackout. Hey, this is the stage that made I me still, beat Ben. I still don't know how he was that I short. I beat Ben because, because like of this stage. He seconds on the bottom left target. Dang. Whoa. Look at that fat kid. See, I think we I think we helped his time here oh, because yeah. that was way too long. The whole video was like 36 seconds long or something like that. Yeah. The whole video. After he had that's why I beat Ben at the shoot, and that's why he's salty. My wife Who had a lower time overall? On that hey. one? Sure overall, 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 the stages. Overall, you had a lower time, but because, much, but because this is much, a weighted before competition. Before you answer that, how much? I don't know. I didn't look because I beat you. So, Twenty seconds. I this believe. is where Blake would be helpful. With the math analytics. <laughs> yeah. So let me <laughs> let me explain analytics. it to Luke here. So the way it works is, say that you run a stage in eighteen seconds, okay, and that is the fastest time with your penalties of the day, okay, and then say I run the stage and I do twenty seconds with whatever penalties I may incur. So I would get 90% of the points that you did because you would get 100 points. Whoever wins the stage, overall, everyone, there's 18 shooters. The number one of the 18 on that stage gets 100 points. So if you win every stage, you have a t total possible of 500 points. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on Hunter's side on this one. Like I <laughs> yeah. said, that, that makes sense. The total time, like I said, obviously, like, hey, if one stage, hypothetical, like, oh, one stage takes 10 seconds and one stage takes an hour, like, the hour is so much more important that it kind of throws everything but else here's out. The there other you go. Deal. If we do it your way, like you, we're talking about, you have a point. Shut that up for a second. Is... Let me talk. Damn it. So, <laughs> what we're talking about here, so like, say we have one stage where your top shooters don't do as well, and you have other shooters. So, like, 
it's staged out to where if you win first at every stage, you're going to win, even if you win last at one long-range stage. But if your top shooter's like Jeremy doesn't do good at one stage and maybe one other guy doesn't do good at one stage, your middle guys are creeping up because they did okay at that stage and they get a weighted advantage on that stage because everybody else didn't do well. Yeah, but why wait that stage? Why not just wait every stage equally and make every Why not just Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go over total time. But it is weighted that's equally. It's not weighted equally if it's yeah, total time. Total time weights the longer stages. Right. Heavier. Well, everybody has to shoot the longer stage though. Right. But so everyone has to competing shoot competing on the stand, on the same playing field and if you're capping it on shorter stages saying, "Okay, we're adding points to this stage because it's shorter and we want it to count more towards the total time. Well, everybody has to compete on the to- on the long range stage too. So if you do well on the long range stage, you get cut short because that long range stage was harder and longer. So if it's a longer stage, it should be weighted more because it's a longer stage. Yeah. The difficulty's higher. So if I have a level five difficulty on a stage that takes 60 seconds and a level two difficulty on a stage that's that takes 10 seconds, the level five should get level five points. The level two should get level two points. Or just get good at all the disciplines, and then you have to be consistently good through the day. I guess going back to it, so the E-pin at the NFR, that pin doesn't count double points. The horses are a lot harder because the horses, they Are they longer and harder? (laughs) You're an idiot. So... At the E-pin, the horses are a 22, 23, 24-point horse. You're more likely to get bucked off at that stage. If somebody goes and wins round one, two, skips the E-pin, they get bucked off, wins four, like they win all these rounds. They don't win the average because the person that won the average rode in the E-pin. So if they have 10 stages and stages four, three, four, and five, and seven, eight, and or eight, nine, and 10 are the hardest, like they're not weighted extra because they're the hardest. You everybody competes on the same field, and at the end of the day, if I rode ten horses and you rode eight horses, I win the average because I had a more consistent competition. Exactly, okay. a more consistent on every stage, right, so everything's so weighted equally. This isn't going to get solved. <laughs> what I would like to tell everybody hey, out there listening: exactly. this, this is. So I like don't to get extra points. With us. Oh, I don't get it's extra not points. About so who if, wins. I, if I'm an it's about getting in E-pin, better, getting more I don't prepared. Get 162 <laughs> points because I rode in the E pin. We're here to get better. And when you're 81 in, in the jumper pin, that horse is easier to ride. Okay, this is the last thing I'll say. No. This is the this is the standard. You go to any big match rifle match, this is the standard. If you believe in this, host your own match. But this is how we run it. If you would like to come start your own then and shoot with us. It's about it's That's about the getting weakest better. Argument. You can't debate the fact that I brought up. Hey, I made my point and you didn't like it. And so I have nothing else to offer. You didn't you didn't debate my example. You want to show me how to end it? How do we end it? You're right. All right, Adam. <laughs> um, what would you like to talk I about? I appreciate it? that somebody finally Let's acknowledged talk about the politics. <laughs> Let's just talk about politics. All right, who's everybody voting for? I am voting for Mark Wayne Mullen. I'm voting for my Gavin captain, Newsom. my king. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. What what are we at? We are 141. Oh, we still got time. We got to hit two before we go. 
What do we want to talk about? Um, not the shoot. Gavin Let's, Newsom. I don't want to talk about Gavin Newsom. I definitely want He's to. He's going to win. Just get uh, over it at this point. I'm voting for him. I'm I'm not going to vote for him. He's just going to be coronated like uh, Caesar was. But um, Wait, I thought you liked Caesar. No, I'm not a big Caesar guy. Adam, does he not act like he likes Caesar in class? Nope. Who was I on the side of, Adam? I'm a sick, simper, Tyrannus type guy, man. Uh, he didn't like Caesar because it represented salad. Yeah. <laughs> Meat only in this Very, house. I'm glad you paid such close attention in the, the Caesar lectures. Let's talk about Shakespeare. That'll be fun. Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom. We're qualified for this, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a monologue by Sam. <laughs> Sitting around here with a bunch of, you know, nerds that yeah. didn't, you know, stem people. I don't know. You weren't really stem. Medical. Yeah, medical is. It's all stem. Yeah, we're pretty, pretty stem yeah. over here. It's pretty stem. Everybody's stem except for me. I was I ag like, business. Yeah, that's stem too. Business. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk about the importance of culture and literature um, except for me. So let's talk about politics though. You want to? What do you want to talk about? What do you think, Luke? What do you, what do you want know. to talk about? I, I don't want to like put Luke on the spot, but we did have a very, very... One year ago, we had a very interesting <laughs> family. This is kind of like a... This, I, I wish I wish my brother Blake were here. Yeah, me too. Because he was, he was more I don't know, and animated. And my wife, my wife, Jordan, was yeah. pretty animated. About I so. liked talking to Jordan because I feel like Jordan was listening to me. She, she's Sometimes re- I she's feel like reasonable. Ben isn't listening to no, me. No, Jordan is very reasonable. <laughs> um, she's very intelligent, and she doesn't have like her mind made up about things beforehand. This afternoon, this we very... briefly talked about, uh, she was talking about a podcast, and it was concerning gun control. And she and just from what she was saying, I couldn't ever get if she was for or against it, but just that she was open minded about it. And so I never, I never debated. I just listened. And that, here's the yeah. vibe I got just from the the discussion. So I last absolutely year. respect that. the discussion yep. last year with her was like, I don't think she'd ever talk to somebody like me who wasn't, you know, like the, I don't know. The kind of guys that wear those Punisher School T-shirts. Yeah, like, no, no, oh. yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like that's a that's a thing with all sides, though. I feel like this is kind of a city mouse and a country mouse episode. Yeah, no, that's what. And like, I feel like like where I live is like, hey, like what we see is like okay, like there's this school shooting or like there's this mass shooting and like the whoever shot whatever had this kind of gun. So like, why would you let that kind of gun be legal? Like, why don't you just outlaw that kind of gun and it'll fix everything? It's like. Okay, like I, I can understand that, but like that doesn't get very deep into things, and so like I feel like yeah, there really like is it like a, a city and a country kind of kind of version of it, like, which like, is oh, why like, I think the real answer here is we just everybody, and I think I said this last year. I, I feel like the urbans and the rules just need to kind of separate our governing affairs, and we need to go back to like, I don't know, like a like a more Greek city state type thing where the cities do what they want. And the rural areas make up their own little, you know, feudal lands and do what they want. I feel like that's probably would save us some really bad things in the future is if both sides were just like, hey, I'm going to let you run your stuff and I'm going to run my stuff and we're going to leave each other alone. And, you know, we can still do trade and business and all that other stuff, but we're going to leave each other alone. Never going to happen. 
I know it's we'll never, never going to happen. We'll never be able to leave. You know what? Alone. I'm federal. not 100% on that. Because, like, I, yes, you're right in the past. Federal overreach. There's way too much federal power that's been granted. I, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. But that's not like the way of humanity for all time, though. Mm-hmm. Though, like, like centralized government power is something that is that is very, that has been very prominent since I don't know the late 1800s, early 1900s. It wasn't really like that before. Even when you hear about medieval times, it was like, oh. There was a king, and he sure. ruled all of the Holy Roman Empire. He kind of did, but he had way, way less power than even a state government does in the United States because you didn't have the men. Like, the the Holy Roman Emperor didn't have the capacity to police his entire kingdom the way the state of California does or the con- even just the whole country of the U.S. There wasn't all these... Gigantic bureaucracies Maybe that actually had that control in the ancient world, or even the not even ancient world, just not that long ago. And I feel like just because we have been in the in the world of very centralized uh, government power that tends to lean into tyrannical problems for the past hundred years, doesn't mean that is what the future is going to be for sure. I don't I don't think that we have to be like this is where I think that George Orwell and Aldous Huxley and Brave New World are I would say wrong. Like the idea that like oh the only endpoint is complete tyrannical overreaching government. It's like I don't think so. Like I don't think that's the only so, thing that can happen. I mean I what think, are you saying like back in the older days they didn't have as much they didn't have as much power. I think okay. that's technology. And where I'm where I'm going with this is do you think it's because we are giving in more at this yeah. age because we're more quote we're civilized? More com- no, it's because we're more comfortable, comfortable, I think. I think we're less civilized as well, a whole. I mean, they all, if you're talking about as a whole, I so think we're less civilized we now than to we were the original, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Mm, the 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 idea of civilized though is pushed so hard. Like, Mark Wayne Mullen getting called down for trying to fight that dude in the Senate. That was awesome. I loved it. What I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, most of the United States citizens frown upon that because it's been so long since violence has ever been a solution. Yeah, I want to go back to Preston Brooks, which I brought up at the beginning and none of you stem people knew who he was. I did not um, know the whole story. Please right, learn me. Right before the Civil War, on the eve of the Civil War, on the floor of the Senate, uh, a man named Preston Brooks took a cane and beat the shit out of another senator um with a cane. Uh, beat him almost to death on the floor of the Senate. What did he achieve? What did he what did he achieve? Nothing really. He didn't really achieve anything, okay, but he I would was, say that was a, an ineffective use no, no, no. of his. It was a canary in the coal mine of the country is headed towards a civil war. I don't. If it's on the, the eve, though, was, that's would, a pretty late well, no, no, bloomer. Right. I mean, it was like Maui. it was one of the things that if was he like he didn't achieve anything. He he achieved beating the shit out of that guy. That guy well, didn't talk any more shit. It didn't, it, 
Well, that's so, not true. He so, did talk more shit later okay, once he got out. over it. So but. Mark Wayne Mullen crawls over the table and beats that guy. Which he would have. I don't know if any, If you're listening out there, there's no universe because, that exists where Mark Wayne Mullen doesn't win that fight. Okay, He's 5-0 and o MMA. But he goes over the counter. He beats that guy almost to death. The, Does the it achieve whole anything? Population no. is sitting back, going, "He shouldn't have done that." And I don't think the, the whole day, population is doing a that. majority of the population. I, I, I don't even I, know if it's a majority anymore, man. I mean, if if he done if he does that, he's not a senator. The next no, day. that no, yeah, he, yeah, he gets kicked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he would not have accomplished anything for it. But what I'm saying is, we were at a very. It was an interesting thing that happened. Because it was almost a parallel to the years right oh, before the Civil War. I see what you're of, saying. By hey, that. this is a canary in the coal mine moment of we're not just arguing anymore; we're fighting, and it's hmm. that's a that's a difference in the way governance is done. Because governance in a you know a country that is in a good place, a you know a republic or even a democracy, God help us that's in a good place, your leaders are fighting with words. But in a democracy or a republic, I'm not saying you're wrong, but if you get to the point where you cannot fight with words, you you cannot have a discourse to reach a middle ground or reach any sort of settlement, and all of a sudden it does become a physical fight, that is when your country's headed in a bad direction, which I think we are. Well, the reason that you can't fight with words and that you're not reaching any middle ground is because... There's no middle at, ground to reach. At Well, no. So what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, that guy that spouted all that stuff about Mark Wayne on Twitter never, ever intended on having to... To actually fight Mark Wayne on. Like, he was putting that out there because he knew at the end of the day, that's a senator... And if I'm in a Senate hearing, there's he is not going to crawl over that table and beat the death out of me because he's a senator and we're in a Senate hearing, and he can't do that because it's against the rules. Sure would have been cool to see that And one. <laughs> that's where we're at now. Is, that's why we're so governable is because at the end of the day, well, that's against the rules. We can't. We've got to sit at the back of the class and raise our hand if we want to answer a question. I, I'm 100% with you, but what I'm saying is it doesn't matter whether or not you or me believe that or not what matters is when you look at the national stage and see people almost coming to blows it's probably not a good once again a canary in a coal mine it's probably not a good indicator for where your politics is heading you know what i mean like it's probably not a good like it's still we all laugh about it and we're like i wouldn't that that was grandstanding but it's a to like I I still at the end of the day that I was don't grandstanding think Mark is, nothing was gonna is gonna come ass. out of it. Um and to go back to your statement of two hundred and fifty years ago or however far back you want to go, people would not have put up with the crap that we're putting up with now. And it's because well when when the British were like, Yeah, we're gonna take away all your guns and you're not gonna have any rights anymore in seventeen seventy six. Yeah, but you uh, gotta when, uh, you gotta look at that and wonder how much of like how much of the history you learned in school is a hundred percent like real? What how actually history is written by the victors? Yeah. How much, like, man Dude, was man, woman our, was woman, and our, now it's like if you disagree with that, our you grandparents are a big... put up. Our grandparents put up with a lot more. 
tell regulation. That, tell that to the Japanese. Our grandparents put up with a lot more domestic regulation and policy changes and gun laws than you and me ever would have. Like our grandparents put up with FDR I'm and not Woodrow Wilson with you. where people are people now would not have put up but with go that back. stuff. You couldn't pass social security today. You could go. not get social security passed today because everybody'd be like, "Hey, I, that sounds like mm, communist bullshit." I don't think I don't You couldn't mm, get it passed. I disagree. Today. No. Because the way that they sell it is your social security is is you're paying into retirement. I know that's the way they but sold it. The, at the end of the day, it's all headlines, and it's not the article. It's like every other thing that's going on politically right now. Everything is a headline. Nothing is an article. They don't want you reading the article. They just want you reading the headline. It's no different than the Votech. Everybody wants to be on board with the Votech because Votech sounds great. But when you start digging into the article, you realize that they don't have a plan to get this set up. They haven't even talked to the hospital yet to see if the hospital would be willing mm-hmm. To jump on board with that, they Who want that we headline. Going down the Votech line. <laughs> well, it, it all ties in together. I it's agree. all local and and general politics. I think while this is a good conversation, I have a question for Luke. Okay, since he doesn't get political? to be no, no. So Luke, I think that uh, so you and your family, you guys get to go on a bunch of backpacking cool trips like that. For instance, like you, yeah, I want to talk. This about man Machu has been Pichu. to Machu Picchu. I hear How about cool Machu is that, dude? I didn't see the ocean till like four years, three, four years ago, right? Like being from Beaver, Oklahoma. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I would say us out here, we're not very well traveled people, and. I think there's pros and cons to that, but you've seen and done some pretty cool things in that realm. What What is your number one favorite experience and why? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so really, um, I probably owe a lot of that to my wife, Jordan. Uh, I did, wasn't ever out of the country until we went to Machu Picchu, actually. Oh, like, wow. I've been to like Mexico to visit. Like our, our grandma lives on the border of Mexico, so we'd go across. But like as far as like actually like big travel trips like Machu Picchu was probably my first one. Um, we went to Switzerland this past year. And I would say that's probably like my favorite experience that I've ever been on. Like we just like walk up the, like a hike that you see the Matterhorn. So because of like the beauty versus like Machu Picchu's more history based or beauty of Switzerland. Like if you, if I could live anywhere, like Switzerland would be the place like oh, wow. from a, from a pure aesthetic, like mm-hmm. man, like, I look around and everything around me is just like beautiful and clean and it feels like un- any un- people, untouched. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Swiss- yeah. Switzerland's the place to look be. Like and like, Smithfield, and Utah, honestly, probably. like the, <laughs> the transportation system in Switzerland, um, we didn't have a car. We just got on trains and you look it up on the, they have an app and you look it up and it says this train leaves at 1137 and you show up at 1135 and the train arrives at 1137 and it leaves like at 1140. Like, hmm. like one, like we were talking to some Swiss people. It's like, yeah, don't take that train. Like it always arrives like two minutes late. It's like, that's wow, pretty, that's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. Um, but man, yes, man like, my flight's delayed 36 hours. Like huh. Switzerland, like the people, In America. The people like. They always say like the people aren't nice, but like they're very punctual and they like they say what they mean and the country's clean and it's nice and it's beautiful. Um, high standard, Ma- yeah, yeah, super high standard. Um, it's also very very expensive. It's like the most expensive country that you can travel to as far as like how far the the, the dollar goes. Does the <laughs> does the in the average income <laughs> the average income in Switzerland equates to 125,000 US dollars per year. Wow, so no wonder so everything's so expensive. They're, it's more expensive, but they're making more like economical standpoint you're like, well, it's 
it's out it's affordable for them yeah and, and honestly like our said, income to our expenses is pretty similar but theirs is pretty similar but i like the idea of a higher standard because i think that's one thing that we move away from well and i think their government is set up to where you can actually like kind of trust it to do good things with taxes um because i think that their tax rate honestly is like 50 percent oh so wow like, hey i make 125,000, but like my take home is only like 60 to 65,000. It would be hard to get. Um, but like said, hey, like, it, <laughs> but like, I pay that much, but like, oh yeah, our like our train system like goes across the country and it's super efficient. And it's only it's two much, minutes late every time. You can do whatever you, whatever you want I mean, that's, that's, to. That's, so, that's smaller scale. And if that's you, what like, in like, yeah, the United States to Switzerland, like those are apples to oranges. Cause like, if I get on a train in Switzerland, and I want to ride across the country. It's a three hour train ride versus. Well, and all right. I want I to mean, go to political. Luke, why do you think oh. Switzerland's like that? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm saying, do you think we can build a Switzerland? No. In America? No. Uh-uh. So the, the I idea, think we can. It's too diverse of a country. A, it's too big of a right, country. Right Are now, you saying Switzerland's not. I want diverse? to make a smaller country within the country. <laughs> Well, I so think I think you could cut up the United States and probably probably make, arguable, probably make a Switzerland. Arguably. But to make a Switzerland, the things you would have to do would they probably be pretty? Yeah, it'd be bad. Yeah, it'd be bad. That's what I'm saying. Well, so Switzerland did you guys actually great. hike so, the Matterhorn? So I think, not not up the Matterhorn because that's like you have to just like a hike to see like, it kind of deal. So we, we like we went to the base like there's a lake that you can overlook it. And ah, cool. We, we stayed at a place like a little chalet is what they call it. So we're there, they had a hot tub that you could sit in the hot tub and look at the Matterhorn. So it's pretty cool. cool. Did you did sweet. you take your kids with you on any of these trips? Um, Do you intend to take them so to see to, some of these places? To Peru and to Switzerland, we did not just because like it's like a twelve hour plane ride. Yeah. So Eli's like was like two and a half at the time, so he would not do well on a two hour twelve hour plane ride. But in the future, um, one of Jordan and I's big goals is to get them out and like see different places, just so they don't know like oh like. This suburb of Kansas City, like this little bubble where, hey, it's a it's a lot of white people. It's some kind of smattering of other people, but like just to see, like, hey, like there's different people in different. Mm-hmm. Countries you can come out world. here and see different kind of white people. <laughs> <if> you, <want laughs> to. Yeah. you can come out here and ride some horses around. You yeah. Know? yeah, so that's that's mm-hmm. Carter's favorite thing to do. She actually said um, today. After she rode the horse around for like an hour, she's like, Dad, I think this is the best day of my life. You put a kid on and a horse and they are having the best day. And she, she fed us all at her restaurant and everything. Yeah, she's yeah. uh like I said, if she could be like said just horse like all the time, that would be Next there time is something we'll put like... her on the youngest horse at the ranch and see if she has the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> There's something so romantic about it that I didn't understand growing up because it was just my life. That like now that I'm a little older and I see a lot of people who don't have. Hey Adam, do this... you have that gay soundbite prepared? I don't. No, I I agree. With you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of people don't get this. Like, don't get to do these things when they're growing up. Well, and I think well, like, that we really take it Thailand, for granted. Thailand brought that up yeah, because like, he was like, I didn't really realize it until I had kids, and you know they're not around this all the time. He goes, I could have went and got on a horse anytime I wanted. But my kids, like, they, they just weren't around. I didn't realize that that wasn't available to them. But that's that's where I think that there's, like, a disconnect, too, because when a kid comes out here, they get to jump on Snake Farm and ride around, and and they get they get the final product. They don't 
Don't yeah. see all the work that goes <laughs> into making that. The, uh, yeah. the, the full spectrum of building that from the ground up and seeing what it takes. And I think that kind of builds into everything that we see is everybody wants the final product, but nobody wants to do ground up. And I think that's going to be a big deal with everything. Like infrastructure is always the one that's hammered on. But uh, yeah, like horses is a perfect example of it because snake farm has had a million hours on him. He's been broke. He's like we know that he's bulletproof. That's why we'll put people on him. He did a little crow hop today. <laughs> Until today, oh, please. He didn't. He no, it was fine. Grandma Rita could ride Snake Farm and wouldn't have any issues. Um, but then you then you look towards okay, if I put somebody on Roach and he has a bad day and they break their pelvis and their pubic bone, or if I put somebody on Peppercorn and she's as far as I'm concerned, I. I would feel fine putting most people on peppercorn because she's pretty much bulletproof. I, I haven't had any issues on her, but one bad day, one stupid move, right. and she jumps sideways and somebody hangs a foot. Now it's a real bad day. Yeah. but And, I, like, we don't take into account, like, those those risks that go along with it. And I think everybody's would be much more afraid of that if they actually registered that. Registered what the risk the was? The risks. Mm. Well, I, I agree with you, but what I'm saying is, like, I didn't realize how amazing it was. Like when, when we were younger and we would go out to Black Mesa and we go bring calves and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're riding your horse along this big mesa with this huge open landscape and you're doing something that almost nobody else on the planet gets to do as a as a kid. You don't really understand how, just how good you got amazing it. it is. Well, that's how, what I like, like said. And we just like finished out our basement that we have at our house like i showed you guys the pictures of the secret room mm -hmm. like i feel like i Not have so some secret of that, like, anymore re repressed like kind of like cowboy like oh <laughs> like yeah. no, i have like a like a cowhide rug on the floor much. and there's like there's a an art like work on the like a painting on the wall that's like a guy like is it in without sitting knocking? on a cow like yeah. sitting on a horse like with a, like a bandana like he's about to rob a well bank it is in your thing. like it's and, in like, your blood not too a, far back like, i feel like it's like you oh, can't get like, it out like i sit there and like i have like this like campfire kind of like well, soundtrack you, you playing. Grew like, up, like, oh man that's like it's mm -hmm. it's in me but it's like i, I you didn't, grew up like, visiting like, it yeah, so yeah, like you, you would come to town and you would get to. It's like you would get to participate, but like, like even I, I'm like not, working I'm not cabs. that. Like I, I'm not, I'm not yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, still like it's still a tiny little piece of you. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. like I can, like feel, that, I can well, feel it. I mean, but like, it's like man, your like, your granddad I, ran cattle. It's like I'd feel a lot living. cooler if if I could do that. But that's why, like, that's yeah, so you could, to go though, back to the thing. Like you're capable halfway athletic I, I, person you, you have to learn it. so that's one thing that you're it's just like but i did I, but i didn't you could still yeah. is what i'm saying i mean it's i like, feel like i could be a really good so, marine fighter pilot <laughs> you're, taking, you're taking away like 20 years of experience that well yeah but i'm saying like if like you could still do it but he doesn't have the years that you have put into that endeavor i'm not saying left. he's gonna go out there and be like like, Super puncher Dale Brisby. Right. I'm not saying he's gonna be Dale Brisby tomorrow, but I'm saying like it's something that you can you can yeah, do you it. Can yeah. do it. But even still, like you have to have guidance and you have to have somebody that knows. Like Luke couldn't just buy a ranch and and just kind of find his own way and figure it out. He would have like, to hire somebody. Right, but it's possible. Well, what he I'm can saying do, there is, is an avenue to do it. In it. 
Like, yeah, that that's the reason. That's what I that mean. It was a it was something I, that a lot of people don't get to do. That's the reason I look at that horse that way. It's like, okay, we've got a bunch of old horses. We need to start breaking new ones because we're not going to have any horses that people can ride because Except people didn't grow part. up in the middle of it like we did. And even though you don't ever break any horses, because I don't know why that reason is. Because I'm fat. It's because I fall off really hard. At the end of the day, like, we need more horses that are broke. So I'm looking at it from a standpoint of, like, hey, these and, people that are in my defense, I don't get to second. leave the office 75% of the time. I have to sit well, in front I haven't of this had computer any time to break horses either. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of, the people that don't that weren't immersed in it need a horse that they can ride that that will help them, yeah. and they're not going to be able to just jump in and break one. No, you got to buy one for fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> well, it's more than that. If you want to get a really good get horse, is it more than fifteen? I would say you could probably get one for twenty. Ooh, that is expensive. Goodness, Carter, Mine was, Carter would say, "Go for it." I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> do it. Well, I have that in my cash register. Bang, bang, bang. You've got you. You know a guy. Money um, is no object, Father. <laughs> buy me the horse. Well, I grew up shooting thousands and thousands of rounds, like through my little twenty-two lever action, my AR, all yeah, the time. And, well, and, that's and the I had thing, no idea. Like, then I get to Dallas, and I'm like, I missed the nobody hell gets out to of do this. this. And then that's what spurred me to where I am well, now throw, with that. Throw a gun in somebody's hand that has Bill never touched one before and see their face. Like, yeah, it's like they're holding something they, they don't know anything about. They yeah. hold it. They hold it like no. This. And after <laughs> hey, but you give somebody like Adam, you owned a couple rifles, but you'd never really shot very much, right? Correct. Correct. Adam's been to three shoots, right? And other than sighting in rifles, that's about it, right? This last he match, came alive. though, the last two, the last two stages or three stages, he was he was running the rifle better than a lot of people I've seen. You know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, like crawl, walk, run. Even me and Ivan talked about this. We need to have more range days because you're not going to get people. Like Ivan is committed. Yeah. But he's like he, still a he beginner. Is bought in and he's committed. He doesn't exactly know everything that everybody knows, but he wants to get there and he's committed. How do you get people that aren't 100% committed but think it's a good idea to own a firearm to be able to handle a firearm? You build That's, a range and bring out instructors. Yeah, you have to make them do it. You got to get but some instruction. They need a range day. They don't need a. Okay. We'll do a range day. Drop them into the fire and let them go. And that's I agree. what me and Ivan were talking about. Ivan goes, I need more time behind it, a, a scope because I'm still having trouble figuring out, you know, how to pick it up and acquisition and look through that scope. And that's, we need that's a, one thing that you don't pick up. Like, we I, need I a always, beginner. We need a beginner pistol course. We need a beginner carbine course and then an intermediate for both, I think, is what we need to do. Well, I mean, it, it's like. And let's do one for ladies like and one anything. for men because the ladies. Don't why want do you, to be Why do you think we men. did form tackle in football? So that we would fundamentals get warm. Fundamentals up. and I don't know. When I was is, coaching, we didn't like, really do that. We didn't hit people. Don't don't jump out there and just throw people. Like, okay, here's the football game. You're this is the playoffs. You're gonna go play tailback. You know you what? Just I, throw them out there. You know like, what we did when I was coaching? We tackled a donut because it was basically the same <laughs> thing. And you couldn't lead with your helmet anymore because that's not allowed. 
that I'm going to say, like, I know I'm not your guys' target demographic for that, but, like, if you said, like, hey, like, we're having a shoot, come out and do this, like, there's no way I would do that. But if, like, hey, we're having a, like, a range, whatever, like, where we're going to teach you like, hey, how, wanna, how to hold it. I want to range you it, like, a, a like, class. It's just, like, my personality, like, if I'm not going to be good at something, like, I'm not going to put myself out there to, like, right. get embarrassed. By there's a lot of people like there, that. There I am. I think but, that's but, an like, but, like, but, like, if, if you're, like, hey, like, we'll, like, like, you can stand out there with, like, a lot of other people and, like, we'll teach you how to hold it and shoot it and, like you're going to do it at the same time. Like I, I'd be down to do that, but like, I'm not, is, I'm not going through like a course. The like, best is like, like targets. Uh, like, honestly, well, the best the is one-on-one like, on one or like one and two or three people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, still you have like us three have like, Hey, by the way, people out there. we need to start rapping. Cause we're over two. Yeah. My wife has already texted me. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling her to text too. But like people like, Luke she's like, Hey, get home. We need to that need that. That. <laughs> Call with questions. <laughs> People that need that education first, because yeah, I'm not comfortable going out there and trying to run through a full course scenario. I just want to figure out how to operate the gun. Like I don't know what a safety. Well, and is. I think you, me, and Hunter are the same way. Like I, nothing makes me happier than being able, like for example, being able to take somebody out like you, who I know is a capable, intelligent person, and teach them a skill that most people don't have that would make you know make you more just capable in yeah. general i, well, the I the love day, that defending idea. yourself or defending right. your family but, more important you know what i mean just but, but not I even say not even, even that cole, just being able to impart cole knowledge at, cole shot at sam's house and he did fantastic and he did good cole grew up like we grew up shooting guns together and stuff like that Played a lot but of he paintball. didn't shoot out there at your house he came out to my house and had a range day, and it was like, dude, this is so much better. I can get more comfortable around this stuff. Like, that's like, you have to so do that part. So, we need to do the shoot once a month, and we need to have a range day once a month, is what you're saying. Well, I don't think you're going to get that much devotion. There's nobody that can we, give that much time to it. Range day Hunter's once already every ragged. six months. We run ragged putting on one shoot a month. Well, we need to start doing but some one-on-one afternoon if, evenings. If we can, if like, we can get like an actual range built and established, like I got buddies that are instructors that they've said that if we can get X number of people interested, they'll fly in and do a class. And so if that's the case, we don't have to do near as much work to get it going, and then that'd be nice and easy. But on a smaller well, level like than that, it's just like it's just yeah. like take your if you have somebody that's interested that you know is interested that lives by you, be like, hey, come out after work. And for 30 minutes, we'll run over this Capstar stuff. shooting does not support this no. advertising. No, the only thing is we don't have time yet. No, I mean, no, I'm all not, for I'm it. Not, but, are yeah. there licenses involved? In I'm that saying <laughs> our insurance doesn't cover this time. We do not have a license. We are not. <laughs> Capstar shooting is no way I'm talking about your friends. Statement. I'm talking about if you're somebody like me or Hunter who does have a baseline knowledge of how this works and you have friends that are interested, you should tell those friends, like, hey, come out. Of an evening, and we'll I'll walk you through some stuff for thirty minutes, and do that right. three or four times, and then maybe I they're think, gonna feel comfortable. I think it's just more instead of just saying, "Hey, come out to the shoot." I think it's more, "Hey, come out to a range day," because I'll teach you marksman, marksmanship. Because I agree if you with you guys. I'm jump I'm with somebody you. into a shoot, they're gonna develop a lot of bad habits yanking that trigger because they don't know marksmanship, they don't know how to handle the weapon mag release safety you're throwing way too much at him yeah adam kept pushing it with his thumb i had to whoop that out of him 
this this week. Mag release? Yeah. He's he's over it now. I beat him with a with a rod. He actually beat me with a chicken and dog shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Adam, play the outro. We gotta yeah, we, we gotta, gotta get this moving. Down. I gotta go home. Hey, <laughs> Luke, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Here. Some great information. Yeah, this was Love. probably the most informative. Everybody, like, I'm I sure everybody thinks like, on. oh, Sam just has his cousins and his friends and stuff on. Hey, my cousin and my friends are all really yeah. smart people with a lot of great our, knowledge. Our family can... is probably more more successful. Oh, the Engelman family <laughs> is the Dude, best. I, I thought about it, like. If stuff does go down ever, like yeah, please get yeah, out yeah, here. we're, dri- we're we driving. We need a kid doctor. Yeah, we're driving we need down a kid here. Doctor. Yeah, but we've got doctors and we've got yeah. some engineers. Yeah, if the engineer can come. They can, <laughs> yeah. they can, like, you can't be vegan though. <laughs> he's a good thinker. He knows how to think. Yeah. He can. He can think his well, way analyze. He's the kind of person that's like you. I think if you give me three or four range days with somebody like you, oh, or no, somebody I, like your yeah. brother. I can teach you. We, what to we do. can do it. Yeah, we do it. And we'll catch you next time on the Capo Podcast. Thanks.